0: So I want to become a dog trader, but when I look, I just don't know who to join. It's a sea of acronyms, and it appears to be unregulated. I want to know my money is well spent with me joining a team of dynamic, ethical professionals who have the same goals as me. I also want to be taught using the most up-to-date, science-led data. So where do I go? You
1: heard a pact. It's a place to go to become the most knowledgeable, skilled, ethical, science-based dog training instructor you can be. It's also one of the few organisations good enough to be a member of the Animal Behaviour and Training Council. The Professional Association of Canine Trainers, PACT for short, is here to help you become the best accredited dog trainer you can be.
0: Pat gonna help you reach your goals. Just the
2: place you need to go. We do too. Pact, we are indeed the place for you. Hey, eh, eh, hey, It's time to take that leap of faith. delay no further. Why you wait? Hey,
0: eh, Pact! We are a super friendly team. Pact, come and join and start
2: your dream.
0: Come find us at Pact-Dogs.com. Are you looking for the ideal gift for the dog-loving children in your family? Jack and Billy Puppy Tales is a delightful story with an important message for children of all ages. It's written by Steve Goodall and Sally Bradbury. You'll follow two puppies, Jack and Billy, during that all-important first year of their lives. It's had some amazing reviews from some of the top dog trainers in the world.
1: Dr Ian Dunbar, Veterinary Behaviourist says,
0: I started to smile after only four pages. I couldn't put it down and at the end I could barely read for tears of happiness. This is a wonderful book. Karen Tong, dog training instructor and child dog bite prevention educator, said this.
1: This will definitely educate both children and adults about the correct way to bring up a puppy. It belongs in the home of all dog lovers and anyone considering acquiring a puppy.
0: You can find us at jackandbillipuppytales.com and join the adventures. We're also on Facebook, Jack and Billy Puppy Tales. See you soon. Hey. Barks from the bookshop and we're going to learn about our dogs. And barks from the bookshop and we're going to learn together. Dogs from the bookshop and we're going to learn about our dogs. Barks from the bookshop book here we go. Barks from the bush, and we're gonna learn about it. Barks from the bush, and we're gonna learn about it. Barks from the bush, we're gonna learn about it. Barks from the bush, get up! Hello,
1: hello again.
0: Hello again. Oh, it's been ages.
1: I know, been a whole twenty-four hours. How Have you been?
0: <laughs> I've been good. I've been, my twenty-four hours has been uh, fairly. Uneventful, I think. Um, oh, good. I, I, Yeah, we, we should probably say, shouldn't we? Because this will be coming... We're like coming to everyone right from the well, past they, here.
1: They will have had a break, but we haven't.
0: Yes, but we haven't. So I don't know what's happened in the future. Where do you think the future's going to be?
1: Oh, yeah. Who knows, mate? Are we all Who out? Knows? Are we
0: all out and about and hugging and kissing and...
1: Maybe. Apparently from... Monday, which is the 1st of June, which just so happens to be my birthday, I know. Um, we're allowed to meet up in groups of six, aren't we?
0: Groups of six. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, is it, is it going to be uh, a Drax and Peach um, meeting?
1: I think we need to.
0: Yeah. a meeting of uh, A meeting of the big dogs
1: yeah
0: defo okay defo. Well, well keep and we keep might him have care. to do
1: he seems to be most full of beans in the morning, oh okay, so you might have to come over in the morning um I was full of see- beans
0: this morning. I actually did have beans
1: yeah. Jay had beans on toast as well. <clears throat> you
0: can't go wrong with a bit of beans, can you? You cannot go wrong with baked beans. I don't know what it is. It's one of those things, it's one of those few foods I never get bored of. I'm going off on a tangent here, but hey, there you go.
1: You think you could live off beans for the rest of your life?
0: I don't know if I could live off them, I don't know, but definitely eat breakfast for the rest of my life. I didn't mean I could. Corin's obsessed with baked beans, so I don't have, yeah, I have but a little
1: Corin's Corin's also obsessed with what I would choose, which would just be a sandwich,
0: yeah, corin and like, sandwich, or
1: crisps. Or crisps in a sandwich. That 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 would be me. I could That's eat that for every meal, always.
0: Pickled onion space raiders in a sandwich. Oh. Oh
1: my God. Oh, shut the front door,
0: Natalie. Shut <laughs> the front door. Um. Yeah, Corinne should do a podcast on sandwiches. She's quite. She is. She is the. Um. She's got some knowledge. Through experience (laughs)
1: Yeah She's got some sandwich skills That girl
0: So in the future Where we're all Just partying I think we've We've given up On uh, cars probably Um, Mm -hmm. We're all We're all just Running around Kissing and hugging each other Or maybe it's gone The other way Maybe we're actually More distant now That would be handy
1: Who knows But the most important thing Is are we all on hoverboards yet
0: Hmm Yeah that, That was kind of the That was the The promise
1: that's che- what Michael J. Fox promised yeah. me, and he he never delivered. That
0: was a check that they couldn't cash, wasn't it? In the end. <laughs> That's a shame. It's a shame. We saw some kite surfers every day. That's a similar type thing. They were quite impressive, although Penny didn't think so as she was wandering down the beach.
1: <laughs> I think I'd I think I'd quite enjoy that, but I, d- I don't know. I'd, you you can't kind of put the brakes on and stop, can you? No. Once you're going, you're going. That's it.
0: <laughs> you're going. You're going <laughs> across the Atlantic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No looking back.
1: So um, anyway,
0: I've heard, I've heard you have in the last 24 hours, we should have wrapped you in cotton wool and bubble wrap, shouldn't we? Because you've been, where have you, have you visited a hospital since? since I have
1: been time? to the hospital this Good morning Lord, Natalie, on no. the advice of my very lovely friend, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Timmy Goff, who is a very important paramedic person.
0: Unfortunately, not a Goff.
1: No, he's not a Goff. Which is
0: a shame, isn't it? Because that's the best name for a Goff that you've...
1: Ever, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, he probably owns a black t shirt, that's about as far as he'd go. I think
0: he should totally, run with that. <laughs> <laughs> should totally run with that. And if he goes, did you say he works in a hospital?
1: He's, he's, a, a he's, a really, he's a really kind of specialist paramedic, so he kind of goes out in all the gear when there's been like if there's dangerous chemicals and stuff i'm talking like i kind of understand what he does i don't it's just really important and and you know makes me feel like all i do is play with dogs all day i was just
0: really hoping that he had to put like a doctor's uniform on but he would be the only one in the place that had it all black and then just (laughs) dr (laughs) goff (laughs)
1: <laughs> Black lab coat. Yeah, Dr. Gough. Here he comes. Uh, that i actually I would have loved that today when I was in the minor injuries <laughs> unit, but I didn't. I had a, a man called Simon who was very, very tall.
0: Oh, well done, Simon. So he, he, he patched yeah. you up. What happened then?
1: Well, it kind of it kind of fits with my wildlife moment. Okay. Uh so overnight there's obviously been some deer resting in the field. Mm-hmm where I walk my dogs mm-hmm. because there was a big patch of flattened grass mm-hmm. and the dogs were all interested in it so they're all having a sniff and then fish because he's a little <laughs> beep word <laughs> terrier face goes actually guys this is my sniff now and causes a version of of world war 3 everyone's <laughs> absolutely fine it was nothing serious at all and um uh, I just basically Jack then gets his grumpy pants on and goes hang on if anyone's going to be grumpy it's me around here and um, so I just grabbed fish's harness I grabbed Jack's harness uh, threw them a treat in, dire- in opposite directions everything was fine it was literally like 10 seconds of bleh, and then it was all calmed down so then I, I walk off um, thinking oh that's nice there's been deer here and, and my hand is three times the size as it should be.
0: It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Hold it up, hold it up and take a screenshot. Which um, way?
1: What way does it look best? I can put the... It doesn't look <laughs> as impressive now, does it?
0: It doesn't look as impressive. It looks no. pretty bad still. There you go. That's good. It's a good lump there. Which way am, so I, take point... a am, screenshot. I... am I pointing towards it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh... So I'll, I'll post some of the pictures. There's no, there's nothing wrong with my hand. No one bit me. No, no. one did anything. I honestly don't know what's happened, but apparently my arteries and veins are um, highly susceptible to collapse or explosion at any point. Oh, and good so, lord! Um, wow. So yeah, I have a contusion or a hematoma.
0: Wowzers! It's just full of blood, then,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's full of blood, and so I I phoned my friend Tim. Well, I video called him and I showed him. I video called you as well, didn't I? Because I was quite impressed by it. You were really excited how weird it looked. (sighs) Yeah, I was excited, uh, but then it started to hurt a little bit. Um, so Tim said it's dodgy in your hands because you haven't got much room for swelling, so Mm. you could, you know, it can if it leans on a nerve, it can be like dangerous. So your fingers will um, fall off yeah well potentially Potentially, i mean whole whole arm i was thinking (laughs) just to be safe you know um and it's my writing hand so you know can't do can't do anything wrong with that
0: no well so yeah i'm glad you're okay i'm absolutely
1: fine mate but it was just one it just shows you how quickly everything can go a bit bit wrong but uh, at the hospital they're all being brilliant they're all in their PPE stuff and lots of social distancing and um
0: did you mask up did you
1: no no I didn't in the end
0: didn't mask up just Just held your breath
1: yeah I just didn't (laughs) breathe near anyone
0: (laughs) well hopefully you avoided the bugle balls (laughs) um I've done I've done nothing I've done absolutely nothing what did I do last night oh I I tell you what I did do this morning I got up at um 5 30 a.m Oh and my took word. peaches to the beach. It was lovely. It was, was so lovely. Is it still empty?
1: Because you've managed to avoid people going down that early,
0: haven't you? One, there was one person. I'm not like I'm not really doing it at the moment to avoid people, but it's nice. I must. No, admit. but it's just
1: nice and quiet, and you can yeah. do some stuff off off her line. Yeah, she can't was you? off.
0: She was off lead the whole time we were there today, and it was lovely. Oh, good. And we were investigating like washed up logs on the beach and. And then I was hiding little treats for her to find. And then we got then we got the raggy out for a little bit. And then we did some chasing. Um, did some jogging, like rewarding her for being right by my side. She is great. At, it's like I'm training an obedience dog. I've got no, no like, you know, uh, history in obedience training whatsoever. But for some reason, it looks like I have when she's around. Because her <laughs> head just goes right, you know, I right know. on your hip. The only problem is I'm training her to walk on the right-hand side of me because... Um, That's where my treat pouch is, basically. It just makes my life a bit easier. But because she presses her head right against my hip and just looks up like, oh, my God, what ends up happening is my treat pouch, at least it is my treat pouch, maybe not my trousers, just gets covered in drool. Getting
1: a bit soggy.
0: Yeah, it looks like, um, you know, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, you know, the (laughs) the planet that Yoda lives on. It looks like that planet... (laughs) That's what my treat pouch looks like at the hey, moment. Yeah, I'm going
1: to make you, you need to wear your treat pouch in the middle, like a sporran. Yeah. So you can go either side and then I'll make you a little belt with two flannels on the hips oh, on God, either side.
0: And I <laughs> think it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so um, seeing as this is coming out in the future, did you like the present that me and Corin got you?
1: Uh, it was brilliant, mate. Awesome. It, was, it, was a me- it was the brilliant. best present I've ever had. What did you do with uh, it? Uh, I ate it.
0: Wow, that would be interesting. We'll really? get a video okay. of that. <laughs>
1: and uh, Jay's a bit gutted today because um, we've got a uh, Amazon Alexa and it tells you when a when a parcel's going to come. Uh, so oh. she pinged for a notification today, and I'm expecting something. And she said, uh, she she basically gave me a spoiler alert for one of my presents.
0: No, oh, no. Nice. She
1: told me what it was.
0: Oh. But I'm really excited about it, but oh. he's a bit gutted that it's bloody it Alexa just infiltrating our lives, ruining I birthdays. I
1: know,
0: I know. <laughs> wow, so shall oh. we let everyone know what we're doing today? Today, yeah. t- today, uh, uh, folks, we are having a well, we're calling this a puppy special, aren't we? We're, yeah, doing, we're going, why with, not? yeah, we're going with puppy special because we are talking to the um, the amazing Steve Mann. Um, about his book easy peasy puppy squeezy which has been um riding high at the moment with uh riding high with um amazon um on the top of the amazons i'm gonna i'm just gonna interrupt there because there was there's something happened there that made me lose my oh, trailer you kept for going so professionally. <laughs> i was trying i was trying say hi jay hi jay jay <laughs> jay nat's husband just exposed his nipples to me So there we go. Um, Anyway, yes, Steve Mann's book, Easy Peasy Puppy Squeezy, uh, Riding High on the Amazon Charts. I think it was number one in like pets and
1: gubbins and that
0: for a a long time. Um, I have quite often, um, I go around, I do like home puppy courses, and I've turned that around people's houses and they've got the book already. So that's great. I love that. It's a fantastic book. If you've got friends that are thinking of getting a puppy, if you've got a puppy... Even if you've got a, even if you got a dog in fairness, everything's relevant in there. It's a it's a fantastic book. Steve it's is It's just a good
1: coverall, isn't it? It's exactly. like um... Uh, yeah, I think I don't see why people with, with adult dogs wouldn't enjoy reading it yeah. and think, even if you read it, you know, like like we do when we learn new things and then we go, oh no, I did that all wrong. <laughs> yeah. and there's For my loads next stuff dog, that's... I will do it differently.
0: Exactly, exactly. And there's loads of stuff in there that's relevant to uh, adult dogs as well. I do believe he's writing, as we speak, he's writing Easy Peasy Doggy Squeezy, I think, which is, is, which oh. is the follow on. So we maybe we'll get to chat to him a little bit about that. Um, But great book. Um, I mentioned at the end of last week, um, I got the Audible version because when you sign up for Audible, you get free credits. So I'm trying to work it out so that some of the books I can buy, I can borrow from you. And then every six weeks I get a free credit. And if the book is on Audible, boom, I've got it. And uh, luckily enough, Easy Peasy Puppy Squeezy was up there. So I got it before we even knew we'd be interviewing Steve Mann. I bought it. So there you go. There's 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 a little plug for how good I think it is. And because it's read by him, it is great. It's brilliant. The way he has a way with words. Um, it's funny, um, which you might not expect from a puppy training book. It's really, really funny. There's loads of laugh out loud moments. So, yeah, go, he's, go he's out a and nice, get it. He's a nice down to earth guy, isn't he? he? He
1: is. You know, he's had massive success and he's, you know. He's uh, like, the,
0: I don't know if he would agree with this, but he's kind of like the the Kevin Hart of dog training. Because <laughs> he's like, Kevin Hart is like uh it's just he just goes after it, doesn't he? Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's not very like mouthy, if that's the right word about it. Like you know, he's not bragging and that, but he goes after it. And you're reading things, you're like, "Blooming now, Kevin Hart's got a company that's making labels in something like you know. He just he gets interested in stuff and then goes after it. And I think Steve's similar type character. I might ask him. If, and...
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to speaking to him. I've not, I've not, I've kind of seen him at conferences, but yeah. I haven't spoken to him before. So this is.
0: So it's, it's a, a pu- puppy, puppy, puppy-tastic episode. Um, so we're going to try and um, uh, gear everything towards um, uh, towards puppies in our little sections as well to give you some advice mm-hmm. about puppies. So if you know anyone has oh. got puppies, got a puppy yourself, love dogs, whatever, love puppies. I don't know. Just uh, get involved. No, oh, you pricked my eye. All right, that's... Jingle that can only mean one thing. We're all blind and rolling around on the floor in in intense Doink.
1: agony, Thunk,
0: like the uh, strongbow advert. Adv- adv- Indeed. Adv- adverts. Uh, do they still do that with their shunk shunk? I don't know if they
1: do. Hmm. To advertise booze, yeah, you can still advertise booze, can't you? It's yeah, just yeah. cigarettes, you can't advertise. Not
0: allowed to ad- advertise the old cigarettes. No Marlboro men anymore. No. <laughs> No doctors So Have you ever seen those old cigarette adverts <laughs> of a doctor? Like, I'm a doctor and I smoke 40 Marlborough a day and it's the best thing for your health. Actually, it's a bit... Go on. go on.
1: Uh, I was going to say I was watching something the other day, and someone was smoking in it, and I'm sure you're not allowed to do that anymore.
0: No, you are. You are. If uh, for the purpose of entertainment, you are. So you can. So if you ever you watch comedians, some comedians smoke on stage, uh, and you're allowed. Oh, okay. To, totally allowed to do it as long as it's part of an act in inverted oh. commas. Yeah. So if you're a band, you can smoke on stage. If you're an actor, you can smoke. Oh. I mean, sometimes they're fakey cigarettes but um
1: this was like EastEnders or something like that I I don't know it just it caught my eye (laughs) eye because um I just yeah I it's weird what becomes normal isn't it It I remember I I was working in the pub when the uh, smoking man came in and you know you couldn't imagine it and then suddenly you couldn't imagine it the other way
0: yeah pretty quickly it kind of took yeah, kind of seemed all right. I remember, I was a smoker back in those days. I've, I've given. I think, well, I don't know how. Corin keeps an update on it, but I gave up not that long ago. Actually, I've, I've had a long history of starty stoppy, starty stoppy, starty stoppy. Mm,
1: you've done really well this time as well. Well, you've done well every time, but
0: yeah, I've done brilliant at relapsing as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can't stop again if you don't relapse. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. You don't get, and then I don't get the reinforcement of everyone telling me I'm doing well. Exactly.
1: <laughs> if you just stop. Exactly. So
0: good. So, um, pricked <laughs> anyway my about eye the book, it. yeah. Yes. What pricked your, pricked your eye in the book? So, in the uh first section, so you're getting a puppy, um, again, invaluable information all the way through the book, absolutely awesome. I just picked this little bit out because it's equipment that you should get a list of equipment you should get when you are thinking about getting a puppy. And, um, not preparing is preparing to fail. Is that the quote? I don't
1: know. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Poor, poor preparation prevents. Perf- perf- something perf- perform another
0: oh Poor, poor porcupines prevent preparation. <laughs> the three Ps. Um, so equipment. So uh, yeah, I just it's a, it's a list. So I thought I'd read through the list, then we can go through each one and we can talk. That about sounds
1: it. great because you can you can so end up with a bit of a false economy and either buying just wasting money on stuff that's just a bit naff, really, or useless. Yeah. Uh, because then. Some, some of the stuff is expensive. You know, like a decent harness is expensive. But if you invest in a, in a good one and it's going to last you a few months at least, then it's it's better than buying five crap ones, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So let's go through this list. So yeah, says, what's he got on the list? So uh, first of all is a blanket. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, second is a den. Now, all the way through this, uh, the, I, this is a crate, but Steve refers to it as a den. I'm pretty sure I know why. He refers to it as a den rather than a crate or or a prison or whatever anyone else <laughs> refers to it to.
1: Cage. Uh, yeah,
0: cage. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, then toys, and there's different types of toys which uh, we should talk about in a minute. Flat collar and a tag. Uh, adjustable harness. Comfortable, adjustable harness. Um, hot water bottle. Uh, and that's it. That's our list. Okay, so okay. should we should we go through those? Um so de- I I've added a little bit. Of how dare I? But I have I, there was a couple of bits there that I thought well, might be beneficial for puppy owners. But den crate love crates. Yep. we like crates, right? Yep. Um, invaluable, I think, for uh, times when um you know you can't be watching your dog, maybe, or for toilet training them. So um, sleeping up in your bedroom for the first, you know. However long it takes them to get to get um used to being in a house with you. They're useful for all sorts of reasons. Um but I would probably if I was if I was given this list, I'd probably add a pen in with that as well. Den and a pen. Um a den and a
1: pen, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just to give you a few more options. What's your thing? Well
1: thoughts? you know I love a baby gate as well.
0: Oh yeah, yes. There you go. There's another one. Baby gates. There mm. you go. We can add that to the list. We'll add that one on there. So den. I've got
1: one, two. Three, four, five, six baby gates that's in my just, house. That's, that's just
0: greedy. <laughs> no wonder I can't get any. Um, yeah, so Den Pen baby gates. Because you can't be bloody watching yeah. your dog all the time. No, you can't. You-
1: No, you need you need to be able to put them somewhere safe when you can have five minutes to yourself or cook your own dinner or have a bath, you know, all those things. Yeah.
0: And know that they're not, you know, downstairs chewing your furniture and doing all of those Mm. doing all of those things. Um, uh, As for crates. um, Yeah, like I said, uh, I love I love the idea of training a dog to love a crate um it's kind of a it's kind of up to them i guess but you can do a lot a, a lot in the way of making a crate a fantastic place to be i think where people go wrong with crates is you know they just throw the puppy in there shut the door straight away and then see if they can leave them in there for 10 seconds or 30 mm-hmm. seconds without building up that association that crate is absolutely blooming awesome and that's what we want yeah. to be doing um but yeah as a tool as a bit of equipment love love a crate. Um, and it, yeah, it's interesting what you said there about cage, isn't it? Because the terminology is important, isn't it? That's probably why eh. Steve refers to it as a den. Um because we all had dens when we were kids, didn't we? And that, that-
1: yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I really like the fabric crates. So yes. they seem more, more Denny to me and the, the metal crates. Yeah. You know, they have their place and they're, they're good for the car or whatever, but I just find them a bit crashy and noisy and mm. clanky. Um, so I've, I prefer the the fabric crates.
0: I know what you mean about the crashy and noisy because we're using uh, we're actually using a puppy pen to sort of divide our living room up at the moment.
1: Mm. And
0: if you accidentally like clip it with your foot as you're stepping over the gate to go in a bit, it does make a big crashy noise, and that's that's not ideal if you've got a puppy around the house. Mm. Um, blanket. So um, in the book, uh, Steve uh, says to get a really soft blanket and send it to your groomers, uh, to groomers, to your breeders. Sorry. Yeah, buffering again. Um, It's only been a day, (laughs) so I still haven't quite uploaded all my software. Um, But yeah, uh, to send it there so that they can, you know, obviously get a little bit of your smell, but also they'll get their smell on it. So when it comes back with you, um, it's something comforting. Um, Yeah. Which is a nice idea. I would definitely. Definitely. um, Scent swapping
1: is a must, as we heard when we spoke to Louise Ginman.
0: Yeah, and often overlooked, isn't it? I think.
1: Yeah. And I think. it depends what kind of person you are, but um, we can often sort of think, oh, that's a, you know, skanky old rag. Mm. But if it's, if it's your puppy's skanky old rag and it's the last thing that smells of their kind of maternal home, then it's worth keeping it stinking for, uh, you know, as long as you can handle just until your puppy settles in because otherwise <laughs> they've, got, they've got nothing uh, familiar
0: yeah, and that can be a really traumatic experience, can't it? Yeah. Especially the you know, the first few days of being in a new place when you've been taken away from your brothers and sisters and everything that you've known. So all yeah. of these things that can help them are worth their weight in gold, um, which brings us to hot water bottle. Um, it's very uh, uh, quick to mention, you know, obviously don't stick boiling water in it but the analogy used in the book is that you know up until then your puppy has had the opportunity to snuggle up to its warm litter mates um, mm-hmm. you know when when want to sleep um so it's simulating that and he said to wrap it in the blanket that smells of the you know um all of the, of the, of where they've been um to help yeah. your dog out so that's quite that's quite a nice one um possibly not when it's hot like it is at the moment, depending on where your house is, but
1: God no, can't imagine no. it at the moment. I mean, I, I I've never used a hot water bottle. I mean, um, I. Yeah, I would worry about all the safety aspects, I think, as well. I I, I completely agree with the the concept. Um, But, yeah, what I've done is is just use my body warmth, you know, so my lap becomes that. And then I can transfer them in the big fluffy blanket to where I want them to sleep.
0: Yeah, scoop Um,
1: them up. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So the big bigger the better with the big fluffy blanket
0: yeah yeah I must admit the safety yeah, it did it did sort of prick my eyes the old safety aspect of it I guess with some hot water warbles you get a big old unity things which are quite thick thick so I guess if you're dealing with a tiny teeny tiny puppy
1: you um, know in the wind in the winter definitely we yeah. had um so grew obviously doesn't have much um well any Extra body fat at all. And when he was a puppy, it was it was a really <laughs> cold winter. It snowed in all sorts. So we had one of those um, you know, those thing rice things you can put in the microwave. Yep. So I used to warm that up and put that under his under his bed. Um
0: although well, I can't think what you call them.
1: No. Heat pack? Something heat. like
0: that? Yeah, let's go with heat pack. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, so because I thought, well, if he if he chews that then at least it's just rice. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> if you come down in the morning, he's got his chopsticks out. Just like, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, toys, um, obviously toys, 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 but the right kind yeah. of toys. Um, so you're going to need some uh, chew toys, something for them to chompy, chompy chew on to stop them chompy chewing on all of your furniture. Um, soft toys for them to grab and bite and play with. Um, and, what I call like interactive feeding-y type things like uh Kongs. um quite like canine connectables as well. They're quite cool. I've got a couple of them here. Um And Penny really enjoys these. They're like things that you can stick together and make them out. They remind me of the old Rotor Stack hamster cages that I used to have when I was a kid. Yeah. You could, you could just build like this huge city for a hamster and it always look really, really fun. Um, but they're good as well. Um, I'd agree with all of that. When it comes to chews nat for a puppy what sort of things would you advise
1: uh, i tend to so if i was going to a consult mm-hmm. or i was uh, observing one of my own puppies i've only had a couple of dogs from that from that young but mm-hmm. i tend to kind of look at what they're looking for in the environment mm-hmm. because they'll have personal preferences as well so with Gru, for example he loved um uh, the kindling by our wood burner yeah so, so, I bought uh, safer kind of chews that that mimicked the the kind of bark, so yep. you know you can get those chew root things, yep. and he absolutely loved them um whereas fish loved f- fingers <laughs> 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 um so he had uh, the kind of you know like the toys with the crinkliness that yeah. kind of thing um and uh loads of carrots he got through loads of carrots um
0: yeah we've had we so had a frozen it, carrot
1: day yesterday <laughs> it, yeah it's kind of going through uh a, a few options and some dogs like prefer soft things some prefer harder things some prefer things that fall apart when they chew them some prefer a little bit of uh you know um what's the word sort of kick back from when they're chewing them so I think yeah there's loads of stuff out there uh just around your house that's safe cardboard boxes toilet tubes um and I know a lot of people are always worried about um they're probably eating the things and they're very unlikely to ingest yeah a dangerous amount of something yeah um unless you're unless they've learned that you're going to take it away from them and then then swallowing it is the only way to keep hold of it yeah um there's a great section
0: on the book about um safe swapping and things later on down the line so um yeah maybe we'll talk about that later on. yeah
1: and yeah not not just safe swapping as well it's preventing from the from the offset you know if you've got decorative stones in your garden that your puppy is going to pick them up, mm-hmm. you know? So you either decide that you're not going to go over the top and think they're going to choke on it and die. Yeah. Therefore it doesn't become something more valuable or you just put a temporary barrier up for that bit of the garden while they're, they're learning. That's
0: tough in- though, isn't it? Because they, when they, you, you can imagine you look over then you? you see them pick up a stone and then you're in the kitchen. You're like, Oh
1: my God, they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I know. I know.
0: Get it out of their Hands in their mouth. Get yeah. It
1: out. yeah. Poison. Yeah.
0: And then the poor puppy I, must be sort thinking, "What the? This must yeah. be something quite good because oh my God, they ran fifteen hundred meters in point nine <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, I second, know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was just minding my own business, <laughs> yeah. chewing a stone. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I completely get it because you know they're your pride and joy, and you, you know you don't want anything to go wrong. No, but I think uh, I've done. I've done, you know, blow my man trumpet here, but I've done quite a good job with all my dogs. That when I when I say, "Oh, what you got?" they go oh, this and they drop it and show me yeah. because then I can decide whether it's dangerous or not so if it's a if it's a plum stone I can swap it for a treat and throw the plum stone in the compost if it's i don't know something less worrisome then I go brilliant well done you found the treasure you can have it I don't
0: want it <laughs> I got a really funny funny story about this kind of thing um, and and I, I use this one as well it's part of my my patter would you shall we say you're like um is this one of you one of Steve's
1: stories yeah
0: one of Steve's stories settling um yeah I, I, went, to a, <laughs> I went to a I went to a one-to-one once and um a big sort of housing estate uh not too far from where I live and the problem was that the the dog Labrador who detunked it, was picking up rubbish. Just wouldn't stop oh, okay. picking up rubbish, picking up rubbish. Um, there's a lovely, the, the dog was lovely, bloody was old called, dog.
1: W- was
0: he called Wumble? <laughs> no, that would have been amazing, <laughs> it? Um, And uh, they used to stroll down the road, and actually the, the, the lady, um, she was lovely, used to take a bag with her. So they were doing quite a service, they were going around and he'd pick up something and she'd grab it out of his mouth and put it in a bag. Yeah. And then 10 seconds later, he'd pick something up. And being on um, you know, this particular area, there's quite a bit of rubbish around, unfortunately. So he was having a whale of a time. So we went out. We did like a training walk. And we went out and we're looking at it. And I'm somewhere watching him. So I see him. And the first thing he sees is a packet of cheese and onion crisps, an empty packet, picks it up. And he looks straight up at her. And she goes, oh, get it coming. Give it in, takes it off, and puts it in the bag. Next, <laughs> thing we come across Twix packet, and he looks up at her, yeah. and she goes, "Oh God, john Give it in, puts it in the bag. Anyway, so I'm I'm just watching them. I was I was doing my stalker. Sometimes when I'm doing a one to one, I stalk behind people and just say, just yeah. do, be as normal as you can with a with just a bearded act man following. While I, you. Yeah, <laughs> act
1: normal
0: while I follow you and 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 film. Make you. notes. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyway, so what happened was, I, goes, so we went, I went back over to her and I go, that's pretty... I was quite impressed with the service they were doing the community, so I kind yeah. of felt like we should just cut it there and be like, you're doing a great job, <laughs> carry on. But what we did, we, what we decided on in the end was I said, look, next time you pick something up, let's just let's do two things, right? First of all, when you pick something up, go, oh, wow, what you got, buddy? That looks good, yeah. wow, amazing. And then don't do anything. Don't take it out of his mouth, don't do anything. Let him walk around with it. So off we went. I'll remember... It was a LucasAid bottle that he picked up next. So he went around and he and it was a little way off the path, so he did pull her a little bit to pick up this Leucasade bottle, picked it up, immediately turned around to look at her. She went to take it, I went, No, 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 just just, just you know, acknowledge that he's got it and then we're just gonna leave it. She's like, Wow, what you got? Oh, Lucasade bottle, oh that's amazing. He wagged his tail and he looked up at her and said, Yeah, it's amazing, it's an amazing <laughs> bottle. And then she didn't take it and he just sort of looking at her with a puzzled look on his face, like Hang on a minute, we're a team. What's going on here? You know, is... and within about ten seconds, he dropped it, and then he picked up a crisp packet. We did the same thing again. and He picked something up, and he and it got quicker and quicker when he dropped it. And then by the end of the walk, we'd done about fifteen minutes, where he just he'd go over and sniff the rubbish, have a little look at her, and just think, "It's not this game's over. Then we're not oh, doing this anymore." And I actually thinking... felt quite sad.
1: Yeah, he's, th- he's thinking, "Oh, she don't like this game no more." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't pick any rubbish up again, and then actually um she joined us to do um one of our fun recall classes, and he became really really good at recall, so he was getting loads of high reward treats for check yeah. and things like that and and different stuff. so I didn't feel so bad in the end, but they were a great That's little a really team. sweet
1: yeah, really sweet story, and you know had that uh not been a worry for her. Well, she had kind of inadvertently trained him to to bring her rubbish. Yeah. He was a little litter picker, you know. He did good um, jobs. <laughs> but I think, I think yeah, I think, I think you're right. It's um, it, it's the worry, isn't it, that they're going to eat something that's dangerous.
0: Exactly. And, and yeah, that's, that's understandable. But like
1: completely, yeah. like Nat
0: said, the chance of them ingesting, you know, enough things to do. And if you are completely worried, then try and, if you have got, you know, plum stone garden like everyone seems to have nowadays where I go around their houses, then, um, you know, you can use like, barriers to fence these things off and, you know, mm-hmm. so don't make it a problem. Or alternatively, take your dog out on a long line or something like that so it's not too much of an issue. So the next couple of things uh, we've discussed before. Adjustable harness, great. Um, absolutely brilliant. I love harnesses. Don't let your dog, you know, pull himself around by his neck. That's terrible. Clearly,
1: all mine are on harnesses and yep. will always be on harnesses.
0: And if everyone if any, if ever you come across someone's like oh, the hardest is making your dog pull just treat them like they're mental and walk away. Um, <laughs> I just I can't stand that argument. I cannot stand it. Does me and I'm not even going to go into it. Just they're lunatics. It, move it, off. It
1: it's not worth your blood pressure. <laughs> but
0: um, there
1: is um there was oh where did I read this? There was a really good study. Um Oh bum, that's gone out my head now. Right. Anyway, uh, a really good comparison of head collars and collars and harnesses mm-hmm. and all sorts. And there's a really good video. Have you seen that video of the it's kind of a, a, a belgian Shepherd uh, trotting on a treadmill? And they put all the different types of harnesses on, and you can really see the the no, restriction in the gait. It's uh, again, I'll try and find the link and I'll pop it up. Um, because it's really interesting about some of the you know the the ones with the chest bar to try yeah. and restrict them pulling forward okay yeah they act they can do some really bad damage to um their shoulder joints cuz okay. they're not in full extension um so yeah all harnesses aren't created equal but no. a good harness is definitely the right choice well fitted
0: comfortable yeah. i quite like um an attachment on the front if i need it um, I'm, I'm trying to you know, train Peaches to walk on the lead at the moment. So it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I'm, you know, having to put my money I, right I, where my mouth is. Um, I bought her a present, didn't
1: you I? You did,
0: yeah. She's got a perfect fit harness. And with rainbow yeah. colours, it's lovely. Yeah,
1: it's so cute. And it matches Penny.
0: <laughs> it does match his Penny, yeah. Well, you hung yeah. them both on the washing line the other day. It's very sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Little and large.
0: So, dustable harness, um, uh, collar and a tag. You have to have... Uh, identification of some description on your dog um oh
1: um can i can i um just talk about the tags i love yeah because i actually uh, when i was doing agility you weren't allowed to have dingly dangly uh, tags in case they got caught on the equipment yep. um so i started using um the flat tags from a place called uh, indigo collars uh, and that's what all my dogs have now i think they're brilliant they're so much better because they, they you've know, got the noise of them jangling around yeah and then they're unlikely to fall off because a lot of the collars come with a really rubbish little uh little ring to attach whereas these actually you either thread your collar through it It's just a bar, so it sits flat on the dog's uh, throat um, or neck. But uh, I I really like them. So little plug in case you're looking at getting a new collar. And obviously, make sure the details are up to date.
0: I had a a Greg Wallace moment, actually, which was involved around you now, very early in my dog training career. When I brought one of my old dogs, Scooby, to um, the dog training school that we worked at. Um, we were doing like a sort of advanced class kind of thing where everyone was doing settle work and then you, someone would get up and sort of like walk their dog around the outside and yeah, that kind of thing that that we do. Um, and, um, my, my dog's collar, Scooby's collar was jingling around and it was upsetting the other dogs and I had not even... Yeah, it hadn't even entered my brain that that could be a thing, and you you had noticed it, and you said, "Oh, Steve, maybe you can take the the, the jingle jangle off of his collar because it's you know some of the other dogs are getting a bit annoyed about it." And I was like, oh, oh, "Oh," and that you know. Oh god, I, don't, I hope I said that
1: nicely. Oh, you
0: did. Yeah, you did. You, you um, it was one of the rare occasions you didn't get the whip out. So it was. It was right. <laughs> yeah,
1: positive reinforcement for dogs, positive punishment for humans. That's what we were all about.
0: <laughs> We've got um what uh. Are you, is your collars the ones where you have it embroidered in? Is it?
1: I yeah, I get the embroidered collars, and then I also get the flat tags. Yes. So um, they've got both because uh, obviously um, a couple of my dogs are a bit hand shy. So I, I, I wanted the embroidered collars so that people can just glance and see my number yeah. rather than having to because i just see i i mean i've i've found a few loose dogs before yeah and i you know i know what i'm doing but still you've got to get your face right in and see what's going on to get a number off the collar so i just want to make it as obvious as possible in case touch wood it will never happen but in case my dogs ever find themselves lost
0: that's a good shout that's a really really good shout so there you go some nice some nice advice there so there's some equipment i'd probably add a long line to that um Mm-hmm. uh as well that's that's handy if you've got a tiny puppy like a little lightweight one um but you can Definitely. get long lines and all sorts of weird and wonderful sizes i like anywhere between five and ten meters generally the sort of ones that i use but um yeah an invaluable bit of equipment um as well for uh just yeah. giving a bit more freedom um uh and yeah talking about freedom uh, we will have a little chat about this great thing that steve uh, had developed called the rucksack walk which is really really nice um,
1: yeah it's fab uh, dawn and i have done rucksack walks for, as part of our um bark ranger course so some ah, of the walks go. some of the kind of um double act stuff that we do she she's a, a new forest um, national park ranger yeah um and we kind of get together and do uh doggy well-being wildlife walks really and we've um because dawn dawn saw steve talk somewhere i can't remember it was and she brought this idea of the rucksack walk and it went down really well
0: there you go there you go it's a great idea it's great well hopefully we'll hopefully we'll get steve to talk about it yeah a little bit of an in-depth we can use it as a practical application so there you go some equipment if you're getting a puppy if you know someone's getting a puppy then there you go that's the definitive list of the things that you should definitely get hold of um, if you are getting a puppy Um, And and you can thank us later Indeed (laughs) Right, moving on So, um, yeah So we have uh, an upcoming interview With uh, Steve himself Um, I've got a bio here Well I had a bio, I just clicked off it And now I've got to click back on it again Oh for goodness (laughs) sake Here we go So, Steve Mann, founder of the Institute of Modern Dog Trainers, the IMDT, uh, and author of best-selling dog training book, Easy Peasy Puppy Squeezy. Also author of Easy Peasy Doggy Squeezy, set for release August 2020. Uh, Dog training and behaviour expert, Steve presents dog training and behaviour seminars worldwide, including Europe, South America, Africa and the Middle East. TV appearances include BBC's The Underdog Show and Who Let the Dogs Out, ITV's Lorraine and Animal Rescue, plus several other shows in the UK and worldwide. As a professional dog trainer, Steve has worked with many celebrities, including Graham Norton, Brian Blessed and Theo Walcott. Steve has worked as an animal consultant for TV and film shoots and regularly speaks at behaviour, management and training conferences. You can find out more at www.stevemandogtraining.com and www imdt.uk.com there you go so there's a nice nice little bio there um, and we like I said before we are thrilled and lucky to have Steve talking to us so shall we uh, shall we open the doors to Steve man let's Mann? go
1: and talk to the man yeah
0: talk to the I see what you did there
1: what was that noise what noise Oh, there
0: was a weird
1: noise in my ears then. <laughs> is it me? It was... No, I don't know what it was. It wasn't you. It was like a roar. A roar? I don't know what it was. Roar.
0: Oh, weird. Sorry. I'll put you off then. Wow. No, no, no. I just I want to know what the roar is. I'm as interested as you are. Maybe it's Steve waiting. Time. <laughs>
1: <Steve>. <laughs> he, he he will only join us on the podcast if he has a round of applause as he is uh introduced so okay. there we go maybe, here we go steve, maybe gentlemen. Steve maybe, like
0: he, maybe he's like the 20th century fox star when the lion comes in That's <laughs>
1: like that that's <laughs> what it sounded like
0: here he is steve Mann. here we go Yeah, oh, mate, you, you do? You both?
3: Yeah, I'm good, mate.
1: Yeah, we're all right. You doing okay? I like your lockdown beard.
3: I know it's essential. Even it's the dogs good. have gone <laughs> yeah. shaved head and beards. it's, yeah. a, it's got yeah, a nice,
1: a, nice shade of badger.
3: So sweet of it. It's a salt and pepper, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it may be more complimentary than uh, <laughs> you look like a badger. I oh, know, I
1: love it. That's what I call my husband's beard. He gets exactly the same. We call it his badger beard.
0: <laughs> I don't know what was All going right, on we, there. I'm we am going to leave that. We had um I had about eight Steve Manns trying to join the Zoom call and uh, me and me and Nat were uh, were musing about that's probably how you get so much work done they might
3: just yeah. clone yourself that's, that's what <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah i've got a, i've got i've got a little orphanage <laughs> so well, it's
1: crap where you are
3: yeah i know yeah it's awful yeah just, that's, that's, that's all i do now i, I I lodged my, uh, my phone in a tree and they just do Zooms all day long. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's worse ways. We're not digging ditches. It's not too bad.
1: True. So- I've moved to the kitchen so I can stand up because I was getting fed up. I've sat down all the time.
0: Oh, you stood up? Are you? I didn't realize. Yeah,
1: I'm at, this is the worktop, so I'm like, well there's all my dirty dishes there that I haven't done. <laughs>
0: nice. So um, I don't know um, if you know much about the podcast, Steve, but the idea is we uh, we do a book every ten or ten or so days, a book that we love um, by um, either a book that we've that shaped our career in the past or one that someone's told us about that we need to check out, or a new book, and of course, um, okay. well, or all over. The last twelve twelve months, I don't know how long it's been since Easy Peasy Puppy Squeeze. Yeah, out. yeah,
3: just over twelve months. It's yeah. been
0: been Still uh, getting away with it. <laughs> it's been really um, well. It's been on everyone's lips, in fairness. And I've I was saying in that earlier on that when I've gone round um, to a few different home puppy consultations, quite a few of them have had the book already. And when you see it there, it's like yes. It's not like the dog whisperer or something like that. It's easy peasy, puppy squeezes. <laughs> that... So that's always really nice. And you just think when when you see that, you just think, ah, oh, a little little sort of sigh of relief. This is gonna this is gonna go a bit easier than maybe normal. So uh, that's always yeah. Been nice. Hopefully,
3: yeah. Hopefully, it flattens down the road a little bit for dog trainers. So few less speed bumps. What what, made, what led you to write it? Um,
0: was it was something you always wanted to do, or was it?
3: Um, so, Steve, I love anything that gives me a chance to massage my ego. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you know what? It's it's I kind of. So when I was a kid, I didn't have I didn't have a dog, but but I started going to dog training classes, and I was kind of mad into it. And and I used to bring a dog from the street or whatever. And I and I I I I love training a dog because I loved dogs. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of that's not enough because that's just one dog. And I was seeing, you know, the the more experience I got, I could see like stress and people not handling right and what I thought wasn't right. So then I started doing classes and that was great. Um, but that was maybe 50, 60 dogs. So then I took on assistants, and we were doing up to about 500 dogs for our classes every week. That was great, but it's still a minuscule drop in the ocean. So then we started IMDT so I could get more trainers to get to more dogs. Uh, but still kind of wanted you know, to help more dogs. So started doing this stuff abroad and, and South Africa, IMDT South Africa, IMDT Australia. We've got our premises now and our college in China and, and, but then there's still more to reach out to. So the book is just, it, the book is another, is another net to throw in the water to try and, to try sure. and reach more dogs. So I think, um, A, that's the altruistic is golden heart answer. B, it's underwritten by ego, like everything <laughs> that I do. So, so, so really, really, that's why that's why I did it, and and it was uh, a shot in the dark because what's what's weird is that most of the jobs I I've done, apart from really dog training, but but most of the tasks I've taken on, I've had some sort of training or I've been able to look up. This is how you do it. This mm-hmm. is at least how you start. But it seems like everyone writes a book, but no one's been taught how to write a book. So it's really <laughs> weird. It's like I, I got the offer from a publisher, thank God, um, if I'd like to write a book. And of course, of course, I said yeah. And then I just sat down and looked at a blank Word document for about a month because there's no there's no clue, there's no advice how to write a book. Nice. So so I it, it really was in this book really because I didn't know whether it was good, bad, or indifferent <laughs> until we start getting the feedback and luckily the feedback's good and and easy peasy doggy squeezing now is all tied up and that's going to be released um in August oh bro doing, we'll have to
1: have, we'll have to have you on again then
3: yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> and and um and I'm working on on uh, easy peasy doggy journal now which is a bit more well it's more of a journal it's more reflective it's for owners to actually complete certain aspects um, so it's a bit more, it's a little bit more teamy. It's almost a little bit more, it's, it's as practical as a book can be. Okay. Um, so, so it covers exercises and a step-by-step, but there's lots of areas for then, for the owner to then reflect what was good, what could we improve, what other considerations. So it's a kind of, um, almost a train, train your dog with Steve Mann for a year kind of feel to it. And, and that's interesting as well, because I mean, journals are very trendy, and and they're very and, and 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 i'm as mindful hopefully as the next person but it's quite intangible about how to put that together writing a book was difficult enough but it's chapters and you know you know yeah. you just say what you want to say but leaving as you can now guess i struggle to leave room for other people to talk but i had to do that <laughs> i had to do that in a book you know so 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 trying to get into the mind frame of of leaving elbow room and and space for the owner to breathe and talk and reflect was a whole other new ball game for me so i mean that's that's the process i'm in at the moment and it's interesting i'm enjoying it
0: how much time I mean is it are you finding the time to do this are you having to like really cram in or really be you're mentally I mean obviously we're in lockdown aren't we so maybe maybe that has been a, a bit of a godsend for you but are you are you find it hard and time-wise because I wrote no. a, I wrote a kid's book and it took me six yeah years. I love your book yeah yeah well, six years that took me so you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what it didn't I bet it took you about four weeks but no, yeah. five. And a, five... Five years, three quarters. so yeah. mm, I've really got to get round to that book. <laughs> that is it. That's exactly. It. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not struggling to cram it in. I'm never. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly never. I'm never busy. I only ever do one job, and I only ever focus on one job, and I go as deep as I can on that job. But I'm not. I'm not a good plate spinner, and if I try to, it, it reflects yeah. in my work. So, so I, I, I try not to do crap work. I just, I, I, um. I mean, it's like pregnancy i'm all in or i'm all out um so <laughs> if, 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 if i sit down to write to write that's all i'm doing i don't even turn on my emails I, i've got a different laptop oh,
2: so on that good. laptop
3: it, it's literally a carcass that has a word document on it and that's it um, i think that's,
1: that's really good advice because it's so easy to get Oh, just check facebook and you just before you know it you've you've Recategorizing categorizing your bookshelf because that really needed doing, you know? It's, yeah. I, I am yeah, a queen uh, procrastinator.
3: Yeah, and it's such... it's such a, it, There's so much energy wastage. It's like trying to do a press-up on a bouncy castle. It, you know, it, you're kidding no one. Mm. Um, so, it, yeah, I kind of force myself so I don't have as many distractions, i.e. just having... <laughs> a, very, a very expensive computer with only word on it, um <laughs> and, and literally, if I if I have to come out and and lucky enough, I've I've got some woods uh where I live. So if if it means I go to the woods and sit in the woods with no phone reception and work, just work, I think I think sometimes people use the word busy when they mean lazy and yeah. Yeah, don't really fancy it and I'm I'm too busy to do whatever. Yeah, and it's just no life's too short
0: i could definitely learn the lesson from uh I try and i try on numerous occasions but just focusing on that one thing get that one thing done move on to the next thing rather than like you say spinning plates that's definitely yeah. that's good
3: advice but 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 even on top of that steve is um i <laughs> i never aim to get that one thing done and move on to the next one i aim to get that one thing done and then stop and piss about for the rest of the day yeah, and, yeah. And, if, <laughs> and and it's because Man, we're dog trainers. We know the game. Why, why reinforce ourselves for doing job A by giving ourselves job B? It's yeah. not that. That's, 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 we know. We wouldn't ask a dog, oh, that was a really good down. You know, I'm going to reinforce that down with making you do a sit now for a half hour. <laughs> that ain't that. Ain't, that's, that's not the deal. That's no deal at all. So, you know, my, as much as possible, my to-do list has one thing on it. And then I'll make another list tomorrow. That sounds like your ethos, Nat.
1: Yeah. I, I do. I do like a list though. And I'd, yeah, I, I think I, you make a lot of sense, Steve. You need to write a, a life ethos book as well.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, never say never. I'll give, I'll give it a go.
0: One of the things that I, um, that I absolutely, and the book is amazing by the way, it's absolutely brilliant. I loved it. And, um, That's I got fun. the, um, I got the audible version. So you've been literally in my head, uh, for, for a good for a good week now and i've been stopping I can only making uh, it's great though but I, I was i just we did a little bit of recording before this and i was saying i'd encourage people to get it because i love it when people read their own books i think it's it's really good and yeah and it really gets across yeah. um that it's funny mate it's really funny the book and like uh, you don't a lot of dog training books we've read loads about half the reason we started this podcast is so well it, m- myself definitely like learning more like being you know being accountable to read books so it's a great reason to do that Mm. and this is the first one I've read that's I mean there's anecdotes in other ones and there's the first one I've read that's kind of laugh out loud nearly the whole way through and uh, I really appreciated that and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't think would you I guess oh I don't know I think an outsider wouldn't think oh a, a, a book about training puppies could be funny but this actually is it's really good
3: no yeah thanks I appreciate you saying that because um because no one else thought it funny, but also <laughs> the, it, it's weird. I, I've got millions of books, like like all dog trainers. I've got loads and loads of dog books, and and they're so dry. And mm. and but but you 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 turn up at any or garden dog training school and and listen up against the door, and it's full of dog trainers saying, you know, be more fun, be excited yeah. for your puppy. Be, you know, da, 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 da. but then you open up the book from the same, you know. Industry, Mm. and it's uh, it's such a thin soup. It's so dry. And we know we know dogs are going to learn better if it's fun. We know kids are going to learn better if it's fun. We know humans are going to learn better if it's fun. It's it's people remember jokes. Yeah, people can go to a stand-up show, and tomorrow they can tell you the the joke, Mm. Mm. and that's because it was fun. Yeah. And so it's planted an emotional seed inside the person. It's not just facts how how dogs do x y and z how to get a dog to do x y and z it's really really easy it's really really simple but we've got to motivate owners to do it and that's that's a different that's a different um whole different ball game and it gives so if we can
0: it gives people also the the chance to I, i say this with you know um a bit of trepidation but it not maybe not take it so seriously as well like there's serious subjects all the way through the book like serious things like how to you know toilet train your dog You talk about counter conditioning and desensitization yeah. all of those things but you know when you hear those terms dry like you say it's like oh my god this is like you know i'm looking at a textbook here it's not a and th- this is this is a different kind of book it, it allows people to to be like, oh, okay, all right. This, this is what needs to be done, but let's not take myself too
3: seriously when I'm doing 100%. it. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, um, you know, substitute out the word serious for important. Yeah. But, yeah. but important isn't the polar opposite of fun. No. Mm. They can go hand. They can go hand in hand. We can learn important lessons and and massively enjoy it. Of course mm. we can. Yeah. You know. Um. So if. If if I'm doing a, a consultation with with a puppy, it's hopefully it's fun for the owner first kinda of first and foremost, because they're gonna to want to come back and then I get another bite of the cherry. Um hopefully it's fun for for the owner, it's fun for the dog. If I'm doing um an aggression case of a dog that's put someone in hospital, but the owner has turned up with their dog and we're doing some training, I want that session to be as much fun for that dog and that owner as the puppy one that I did in the morning. We, just it, it's important of course mm. important but it doesn't mean we have to be pious and po-faced about it and right game face mm. you know one of the things when i hang when i was a dog training groupie and hang around all the classes something that always stuck in my throat as a kid um when i heard it if this isn't mixed up my metaphors but it used to stick in my throat um okay the first few weeks the first few classes you know we're going to have all the fun and then the second the second course of eight or the second block of eight lessons that's when we get down to the serious stuff. Yeah, as if it's two different things. That's best nuts. Mm-hmm. Absolute nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I think you know there's I, I get the odd there's the odd, <laughs> there's the odd comment on Amazon. Of course, not that I look at it every thirty seconds, but there's the odd <laughs> comment on Amazon. Um, you know, a little bit, a, a few too many dad jokes for me, or you know. Uh, yeah, that that it was. Um, it wasn't the serious. It wasn't the serious reference book I was hoping for. I'm like, mate, it's called, it's called Easy Peasy Puppy Squeezy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's not going to come with a huge bibliography. That's yeah. you know the the clues there, my friends. But you know, I'm over it
1: i think you know the reason we all get into this game is because we're we're passionate about dogs and then we're passionate about people with their dogs and yeah, if you can't if you so. can't put that across in either your written word or when you're working with clients you know i i completely agree with you sometimes the stakes are really high you know this dog might be on the verge of being put to sleep but it doesn't mean i can't you know, be personable with the people I'm working with, and you know, I've gone through it in in my career, and probably will again. Where I think uh, actually I should be Mrs. Serious Behaviorist Lady, but I just can't. I just can't keep no. it up. I can't not be me. <laughs> you
3: know? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 do you know what? If a client, if 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 there's a if it's a potential, take it to the extremes. If it's a potential PTS, and you're seeing that client and that dog, I would argue even more reason mm. to make. Mm make that hour and a half as pleasurable as possible they've already got enough guilt to start their own religion on their shoulders yeah. if they're turning yeah. up and yeah. they know they've got that that cross on their back so i i would i would say even more everyone people have got to finish a session feeling better than when they turned up yeah it's essential yeah. it's essential if you want them to turn up again and again and again um plus from a slightly selfish point of view from my point of view I'd rather end my day having a good crack with half a dozen people Mm -hmm. and it being constructive. Yeah, sure. But, but, you know, I don't want to be a lecturer. (laughs) Exhausting. Exhausting. So changing
0: gears slightly then, um, one of my childhood uh, heroes was uh, Voltan from Flash Gordon. Um, the, the amazing Mr. Brian Blessed. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, have you heard, have you heard the, um, you might've heard the story in, in a different thing, but there he was on another podcast, uh, Richard Heron, the comedian does, um, uh, a comedy podcast and he had him as a guest yeah. and he told one of the mm-hmm. most amazing stories about when one of his friends went to have a poo on Mount Everest. And it is that it is, it's <laughs> okay. one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. I had to stop when I was <laughs> where I was and just sit down and laugh. But he, I mean, I, I don't want you to tell the story because I think the this, yeah, the this story absolutely amazing, and I laughed out loud on the beach this morning at half past six in the okay. morning. Um, but what was he? What was he like to
3: meet? Because I can imagine that must have been an experience. Ah, uh, uh, amazing! And and I was I was really drawn. Um, I was really drawn to him, and we we had lunch a good few times and all the rest of it. And and the, the geezer's just a thunderstorm. He just <laughs> he, he just doesn't. So, but but he's. He, he, oh, nothing, Steve. this time, and once upon a time, and, and and you kind of yeah, you're making it up now. But, but then you know it, it's it's a bit it's a bit like Big Fish if you've seen the movie. Yeah, like yeah. you're making it mm-hmm. up. But then you kind of you pull a few threads or do a little bit of research, and like, man, that's true. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah, he's he's um yeah he's an he's an absolute machine. Uh, he, he's as fit as a flea for his age and. Um, yeah he's a proper raconteur and he's a proper animal lover he's got he's got loads of animals he's got you know he rescues a lot of ducks and geese and farm animals and he um, yeah he's a good he's a good spirit just a big one
1: I saw him speak in London I think it was for a dogs for good launch Um, and he yeah I mean nothing was prepared he just wandered up, told <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. wonderful stories, had everyone in stitches, and sat back down again. It was brilliant.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah, he, <laughs> he's an amazing, he's an amazing, exhausting character.
0: <laughs> so you found yourself on TV a few times, haven't you? Um, a few things spring to mind, but is it is it is there any a different approach, anything like that, that you have to do, and when, when that happens?
3: So, so, so TV, <laughs> yeah. T- I, again, TV's, I, it's really, really good fun. Um, I don't think TV's the same as it was. I don't think it's as good as it was. <laughs> I don't think it's as, it, it's not like it was 10 years ago because everything has to be crammed in because everything's so much cheaper. Um, and, and, and Jeopardy and everything else has to be pushed front and center rather than letting programs breathe a little bit. Even, you know. I won't name the shows because it's not fair, but you know, it, it used to be a show a day. You would film a show in a day, and um, and since then, I've worked on other projects where they're doing two, maybe even three shows mm. per day, and and it's bit, bit because of the um, the cost restraints and time restraints mm. and everything else. And I think I think the quality has going out a little bit. And the thing, there's no such thing as dog training on TV. There's dog entertainment on TV. And and the sooner it took me a while to accept that I would I I ended up fighting battles that were irrelevant mm. and 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 all in battles that were irrelevant. Um, but once I went, oh yeah, man, people are watching this for entertainment. They're not, you know, it's not an yeah. education show. But but we um, don't, do we?
1: I think because we don't, no. we kind of think other people are watching them with the same knowledge or yeah. criticism, maybe. Uh,
3: a hundred percent. And the thing is that we're the freaks. They're not the freaks. Yeah. We are. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're 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 the, we're that odd one percent that are sucking a thoughtful tooth and saying, Yeah, but why didn't they say this? I'll mm. tell you why they didn't say it it, 'cause it'd be boring, mate. That's why. <laughs> it it's it's you know, people people want cartoons. That's yeah. it. People want cartoons. We have to get over ourselves because um the TV aren't gonna get over it. And I'll be honest. I've watched. I've watched shows that have tried to be educational, and they are boring. Mm. They are boring. <laughs> like, who wants? Who wants to want, who wants to watch an hour of desensitisation and counter conditioning? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're I right, know. mate. I I got the gist the first two minutes. I get <laughs> what it is, and, and that's it. Again yeah. and again and again and mm. again. So. Um, yeah it's 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 the entertainment business it's not the um education business
1: there was a really interesting program on last night actually on channel four and it is uh called britain's best parent um and Uh it it basically has uh, parents that choose different parenting styles and they pitch them against each other oh, and then okay. the kids the kids have to go around that person's house and then they watch videos of it and tut and roll their eyes and you of know I was do. watching it I mean I'm vaguely on the fence with some of the psychology so I'm kind of involved but it was actually it was entertaining and it you know it was a bit informative as well, and you know it did kick off, which is always interesting. So much.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, that's why it, that's why it's done. But it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a competition to find that competition yeah. to find out yeah. the best parent. That's, yes, that's, that's 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 Logan drum shit. That's just not right. There. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, I know. Well, I mean, who who signs up for these shows? I was like, yeah. why would you put yourself forward? But um, well, but while we're on TV, can you mm. please let me know. Whether I will have my heart crushed if I ever meet Lorraine Kelly because she seems like the most amazing person in the world.
3: She's she's an absolute viper. Don't go near her. Mate. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's um she's lovely. She's really nice. Um and and she's almost so nice on TV. You think you know there's got to be skeletons, but she's <laughs> whether the cam whether the camera's there or not, it's absolutely irrelevant. Um, she's just a nice interested in, in what you say kind of person and um, yeah Ace you know I think she's been in that game for so long and uh, her longevity I think is testament that she's just a good a decent person. See a hundred percent decent person, really, really, really nice.
1: Oh good, phew. Okay.
0: <laughs> there's so many good stories in the book of um of different uh, there's one about Theo Walcott, there's a very amusing one about Graham Norton and him having to carry an extra wadge of with him when he went around. Um, it's lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some lovely I, when stories. I, when I
3: when I I was reminded recently of um so when I started working with Graham Norton and his dog, um Bailey was the name of his dog at the time. And yeah, we, we were doing several one-to-ones and this, that, and the other. And then I was on a stag do, and I was driving a bunch of my mates um, who'd had a who'd had a, a couple of looseners already. And my phone went, and I said to my mate, oh, can you check check that text, mate? Just to see what it is." And um, and it was from Graham Norton, and the text was <laughs> the text was, "Hi Steve, do you have boy time this Friday?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically... <laughs> Basically, it auto-corrected um, any to boy. So, um... Yeah. So, so my mates, which was really helpful of them, responded for me. They replied oh, for no. me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't share what the... I can't share what the reply was. Oh,
2: God! But, uh, oh, do
3: true. you have boy time? Yeah, boy time for me this Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's good.
0: We have um, a section on the podcast uh, which we do a practical application section. But I thought today would be a nice, as long as you agree, of course, Steve, um, would be nice to talk about, well, two things. First of all, Cusco because that story is absolutely incredible. Second of all, um, the backpack walk, because what we try and give someone is something, that we try and give our listeners something practical they can go away and try, which will have a good effect on their relationship with their dog. And I think the, back, okay, the backpack walk definitely falls into that category. So maybe you can talk a little bit about Cusco and the backpack walk. Um, it's a great yeah
3: Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I mean, lucky enough, I get to travel around all over the place um, in the name of dog training. So I go to lots of different countries and I landed in uh, Peru and was heading to Cusco. And the thing, when I was in the taxi going to Cusco from the airport, the guy asked what I did and all the rest of it. And I made the mistake of telling him. So then he went on <laughs> for hours. But it, it, And he's saying, oh, you love Cusco. He says all the dogs. He says when we get to traffic lights, they all stop at the traffic lights until they go red before they cross i'm, I'm like yeah okay mate of course they do <laughs> but of course they did so literally you get to traffic lights as, as 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 you start getting to the more busy areas and the light the lights will be green the traffic will be going and there'll be a dozen plus dogs waiting and then the light goes red and then a beep 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 and the dogs cross and it's it's like a cartoon off they go no rush no no running all nice order, better behaved than than humans would be, <laughs> and yeah, you know that's that yeah, that's evidence of operant conditioning, and that's evidence of natural selection. I'm sure um, to get to the dogs that know how to do it. Mm. Um, but but yeah, pretty much the, the the role of the dogs or the culture for the for the dogs um, in Cuzco, they're owned, they're they're loved, they're pet dogs. But pretty much first thing in the morning, six a.m., seven a.m., you see that all the doors open and out come the dogs. And the dogs meet up with their mates and they get about their their business. It, it's like it's like kids on summer holidays, that's what they do. And mm-hmm. they disappear, the sun goes down, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, you see the dogs coming back into the um back to the door. So the doors open, dogs go in for their <laughs> bed so and beautiful. breakfast. <laughs> and they and they rinse and repeat forever. What a life. Yeah. You know, yeah. what a life. If you can stay healthy, that, that's the life, you know. Um yeah. and what was fascinating as a, as a as a dog trainer we go on of we go, you know of course choice choice is super important well, for all animals choice is empowering choice is important we'll harp on about the importance of choice in dog training and all the rest of it but i think a lot of time it's a red herring from trainers and they're saying well it's all about giving the dog choice and but it, but it isn't it's kind of you do that and you get the food you don't do that and you don't get the food that's a shit choice <laughs> you know it, i've done i've done stuff for food that i that I wasn't happy doing and i'm sure dogs <laughs> will do the same it's still and contingent, it the, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: still yeah, contingent on the engagement. Is.
3: Yeah, and and we say it's a, you know, a kind of a, a your choice game, but it's a rubbish multiple choice. It, it's a rubbish multiple choice. Multiple choice should be A to Z, not A to B. Um, so these dogs in Peru was really a chance for me to see exactly what dogs, domestic dogs, actually do do when they're given the choice. So I would follow these <laughs> for days. I'd follow these dogs. Um, and 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 like I say, they hooked up with their mates. This, what was interesting is the stuff they didn't do. They didn't bark. They didn't run. Um, they didn't chase pigeons. They weren't obsessed with trying to cram in as much information as possible. You know, there was. Mm. It's like they were breathing out as well as breathing in. There was there was a mm. there was a there was a no rush sort of mentality. Um, in the middle of Cusco is a big pedestrian area, so there's maybe two three hundred people on a nice day. There's maybe. 150 dogs mooching about on a nice day. And those dogs were doing what they chose to do. No, no doubt about it. no leads or harnesses or, or any, um, negotiation from a, from an owner at the other end of the lead. So they, what they like to do is if someone was sat down reading a paper by a fountain, a dog would come and just lay up next to that person. Not, not bugging, not, not, not begging. But so the, I, I I surmised that dogs like to be with people. They absolutely did. The evidence was there. If someone had a a bag on the floor or sat down on a bench and had their handbag next to them, absolutely a dog would love to be nosy and investigate. So dogs were curious. Uh, They wanted to check out novelty in the area. Um, They wanted to explore new smells. Of course, if there was any food knocking about, they would grab the food as well. So all of these things they were doing what they were doing for choice so i kind of really wanted to see how i could package it that i could bring back to our 100 mile an hour life um over here to for owners to put into practice and the trouble is a lot of the stuff that we ask owners to do it tends to be um wrapped up in a cocktail ball of adrenaline as well (laughs) uh so i wanted to give the dogs all of the, that good stuff, but without having that the, the thread of adrenaline and arousal linked to it, yeah. because that can be as many steps backwards as it is forwards. So, uh, the rucksack walk came from that. Well, originally, I, I guess, I guess without thinking about it, but it sort of organically grew, um, over a few years. And, and when I'm when I go back into my mind palace, I, I remember particularly working with, um, uh, for the record, that's not my dog, it's Natalie's dog, <laughs> um surprise it's not the mine. The postman
1: is here. Sorry, the postman's here.
3: <laughs> so uh yeah, I, I, I can think actually specifically to an owner um that was working with in Dublin and they had um it was a lovely lady which was um she was she was she was quite slight and delicate and she had these two massive um Rhodesian Ridgebacks. And she wanted to do the best for her Rhodesian Ridgebacks, but one would go north and the other one would go south and she'd be somewhat in between. Uh, so I wanted to be able to give her a bit of a package constructively that she could spend time with her dogs, but without bumping into other scary dogs or joggers and, and all the rest of it. So th- there was a kind of a version of a backpack um, rucksack walk um, built around her, but then... Uh, I kind of made it slightly more prescriptive. So a rucksack walk is 15 minutes with your dog. Um, you have your rucksack walk. Uh, you have your rucksack. Within that rucksack, you put in a Tupperware box with a novelty smell. You um, have a novelty treat in there. You have a thing. A thing can be anything. It can be a book. It can be a comb. It can be anything that you pick up as you're going for your walk. And it's just about having a connection with your dog Mm. and it's something for dogs that for all ages from puppies through to dogs with physical impairments through to dogs that um maybe overreact to scary stuff in the environment so it's a way to give them something positive and constructive and more as important give the owner something constructive to do with their dog as well as opposed to always looking on the on the dark side so the r- rucksack walk is you 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 go to your spot. You drive to your spot where you're going to go with your dog. You have your rucksack on. You put a long line on the dog, and you moot to your place, sort of ten wherever it's going to be. Let's say it's 200 meters away. You're going to go over towards that oak tree over there. So with the dog on a long line, as also I talk about everything, ideally it's just a whisper. Mm. So uh, just to keep everything mellow and bring everything down and yeah. have it a little bit more. Um, walkie talkie communication rather than tannoy communication, I'm guessing. Uh, but you start heading off towards your spot where where your oak tree where you're gonna um plant your base, and you just mooch with the dog. So you have your dog on your five or ten meter line, and at the start of the walk, dogs have to explore, they have to bed in, they have to find out where they are. Uh, it's the same. If I go to a pub or not, I'm going to go to a club, bowling club, maybe, but when I, but if I, back in the day, if I went to a nightclub with some mates, absolutely. It's a club I've never been. When I go in, I've got to hang around the side. I've got to look around a little bit. I've kind of got to ground myself a little bit. If I'm with a mate and, and it's never been that nightclub and he goes in and he goes straight to the dance floor and starts throwing shapes. He's a lunatic. That's not right. That's not normal. I normally I normally look for the exits. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Security and military training. Look for the hotspots. Yeah. (laughs) Those the bad guys. How soon can I go home? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm looking at my watch. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Um so, yeah, so we moved to our place and and it's not about dictating or, or getting into conflict or getting on top of the dog. If the dog needs to go left, the dog goes left. You know, the, you 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 compromise. You don't have to walk in a straight line. And um, the, the only deal there is if the lead goes tight, basically, if, the, if, if, if you get to the end of the line, stop. If the dog starts running, stop. If at any point the dog looks at you, you just say, good. So if the dog's on your left and the dog happens to look up at you, market you know you're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth so if the dog happens to look at you say good but then just throw a treat out to your right so the dog can come via you and get the treat and explore out on the right so they still get to explore the environment that's what they need to do but they also get the the treat for checking in with you that's what you need them to be doing in the future so it's a win-win so we just mooch to our spot when we get to our spot we do little circuit recalls so I tell owners to imagine a triangle on the floor, let's say five metres apart, um, each of the three uh, triangles and just do little circuit recalls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's particularly good for dogs that maybe don't have a good recall because you can still have them on the long line, um, but you can give them a little bit of a blast. I do that between you and, you and me as much for the owners because owners need to feel that they're doing something constructive. And the benefit of a rucksack walk takes a it, it's a little bit zen it's a little bit abstract and sometimes it's only when they get home and they're feeling better about themselves they're like ah oh, now I understand why that was, that yeah. was a good thing to do so I've, I need to give them something measurable yeah
1: yeah I've definitely um, found that when we've done so we um me and my friend Dawn she's a ranger for um, the New Forest National Park and we've done the rucksack mm. walk for you know um, uh, clients that come and book on and so we're out for an hour and a half it's quite a long walk and I, I at the end I always have to say to the people don't feel like you've now got to go and ha- let your dog have a good run because in their yeah, mind they're yeah. thinking well all we've done is wander around and let them yeah. sniff now they need a proper walk you know yeah. um and so I always say you know humor me go home and see how well your dog rests after this um, yeah you're, you're exactly yeah. right it's half of it is 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 training that new kind of concept and mentality in the owner, isn't it?
3: It is. It is, and it and it and, it, and it's a little bit. Like, we're programmed that we need to always get the most bang out of our bucket, and it's a little bit like yeah, uh, uh, earlier on in our conversation, you finish job one, so you can crack on with job two. Mm-hmm. That's not a rucksack walk. No, it's no. finish job one, so you can enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Um. That's that's yeah. that's the the benefit of it. Nice. No, so combat. um. So we do. Yeah, thanks, man. Professional. (laughs) So, so, um, yeah, circuit recalls just so the uh, the owner can kind of punch themselves out a little bit and and, and have something a little bit tangible. And then I get them to sit on the floor with their dog. And and I do think, (laughs) I don't know about other people, but I'm certainly being classically conditioned that if I'm told by someone I'm allowed to sit on the floor, it puts me in a good place. It's Mm -hmm. like, uh, children, you've been so good Monday to Thursday. Friday... If you're good, we'll have our story outside. Do you know what I mean? It's like, be still my beating <laughs> heart. I'm allowed to sit outside on the grass. So, um, and that's, and weirdly enough, again, we're dog freaks, so we won't think about it. But, but owners, when I go down a park, I always sit on the floor with my dogs. and and give them a belly rub and just what that's that's kind of what i do it's the best part normal people normal of course it is but but no people don't people think a walk is a walk you know they measure or they they (laughs) and that's what they say they walk the dog they exercise the dog they never say they spend time with the dog you know they measure everything by distance not duration um so that's a that's a healthy shift i think we can give owners but anyway, we sit on the floor with the dog and, and the rucksack comes off. But I want everything to be uh, like a, almost like a children's entertainer, but kind of almost a creepy children's entertainer. Oh, what's
1: this?
3: <laughs> and, and, and the zippy. Mr. You know, everything... Mr.
1: Jelly from Psychoville.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but Because because if we go all, wow, pull ball on a rope. it's it's we're, we're pumping in that adrenaline that takes us the next... You know, it, it takes us the next 12 hours to let drain out of the dog. But also, if the dog ain't interested in the ball and the rope, you've got nowhere else to go. You know, you've blown all your holiday money and the dog's still not into you. Um, so I'd rather bring everything right the way down. And, 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 and I say to owners, everything that comes out of the rucksack, I want you to treat like it's a baby bird. <laughs> I want you to treat it like it's a baby bird in a suicide vest. So everything's... <sighs> <laughs> Oh my god! And, and and it's the most precious thing. And and you know, and what you might be holding is a novelty smelt. It's a Tupperware box with a with a, a herbal tea bag in it, but it's still, oh my god! Nice. Like there's there's you know, you, any you could get any dog and have a and get something get get a toy and go, Woo, what's this? And throw it and run around like a lunatic, and you have got a good chance. Fifty percent are going to go. Oh my god! It's amazing. It's really good. But any the other 50%, if they're not into it, they're not into it. You're just a loud person. You can have it, mate. It's not that interesting. Mm. I've got loads at home. Um, but you get anything out of a bag or out of an office shelf or from a cupboard and go, oh my God, what's this? Every dog in the world is going to go, seriously, mate, what is it? Seriously, what is it? in there, neck and try like, oh, 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 and to have a little look in. And that's your starting point. And, and basically, I'm just introducing the dog to that novelty smell. But before you know it, Five minutes have gone before you put the lid back on and, and zip it all delicately back in. Now if I say to an owner, play with your dog for five minutes, they're blowing like billio after two minutes mm-hmm. and they've got no more shapes to throw. They are they're, they're empty. They don't know what else to do. But but by but but by giving them the task of introducing the smell, but don't worry about how you're moving, don't worry about this, that and the other. You know, there's no right and wrong way to play with your dog, da da have Della spent five minutes doing it then then they introduce uh, the thing. And also by getting owners to introduce a thing, it, you know, let's say it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a comb. So you pull the, oh, open the rucksack, like, what's this, mate? And you pull out the comb and, and you're cradling it in your hand like a little injured sparrow. And, oh, and the dog has a little look. And maybe, you know, you run your finger along the teeth and it goes, and the dog goes, oh my God, that's amazing. What is that noise, you yeah. <laughs> know? Oh, you might blow, you might blow through it. And, I'm, you know, the dog starts cocking his head and orientating and, but it's undivided attention five minutes of that. And then, you know, the novelty foods, of course, dogs adore food. But I think again, as trainers or maybe dog enthusiasts, what we find sexy is the behavior. So we might spend three or four minutes trying to get, get a behavior. Good. We throw a bit of hot dog and then we're trying to get the behavior again. Where the dog, the dogs don't find behavior. Sexy dog finds the hot dog sexy. So, so surely that's where we should be celebrating. Surely we should put ourselves, in. and, and again, this isn't altruistic, if, if the dog adores hot dog, I want him to adore it for three, three minutes, and I want him to adore it in association with me, because then I'm the hot dog man. Um, so, so just elongating the, the, the celebration of the food, to, you know, a tiny bit, a tiny bit. Time. And we can say, hey, we're teaching impulse control, self-control. Yeah. Forget about all that stuff, man. You're just having a moment. Mm. Um, and then a chew can come out. And so you hold the dog chew while, while the dog is up against your leg, like my dog in Cusco with the guy in uh, sat by the fountain. So the dog is just with you. They're chewing. You can have that physical contact there. Um, all the nice chemicals can go between the pair of you when you're done. Put your stuff back into your rucksack. Go back the go back the same way, um, the same routes that you took out. So you're not going over novelty ground. So you're not going to a brand new planet as far as the dog's concerned. And they have to start checking it out again. Um, and then it's still on a long line, still mooching back. But the only difference is when the dog checks in with you, say, good. But don't throw the treat. Just give them the treat next to your leg. And what will happen is... And I don't even tell owners this, but the dog will start hanging out by their left leg as they, or their right leg as they walk back to the car. Now, if I say to owners on the way out, practice your recalls on the way back, practice your loose leave. All the joy will go out the session. Yeah. But if I yeah. say if they happen to look at you, grab it, throw a treat. If they happen to look at you, good, offer them a treat by your leg. We're getting all of the value, but without the um, the wind fail um binary aspect of it that uh, oh, I wasn't so good to a dog can't be not good on a rucksack walk yeah how was your rucksack walk oh, I wasn't a very good session today it is what it is <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it there's no such thing as a bad rucksack walk tomorrow's another day and you need do it again and you do it again And you do it again and what I find with my owners is let's say they walk their dog twice a day I say well you know how long do you walk your dog 40 minutes each walk okay lovely instead of one of those walks, substitute it. I want you to do a rucksack walk every day, only for 15 minutes and your 40-minute walk. But I want you to write the time when you go out the door and the time when you come back. And the rucksack walk is always longer than they thought. And the walk is always shorter than they thought. And there's the benefit for the owner as yeah. much as anything else. Um, th- there's a reason it's longer. Uh, and it's a, and there's a reason they want their walk over and done with. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so, so, um, that's kind of the rucksack walk. It's kind of, it's kind of nothing, but it's kind of everything. Yeah. It's, it's everything. Because rem- if you can do that, it-,
0: it, it reminds me, sorry, jumping in there. It reminds me, on, um, uh, actually I'm only doing this because Corin's doing this right now. So my wife, Corinne, she'll go out to, um, we've got like a little pergola bit, um, that we set up and we make, we, we repurposed some old, um, pallets as seating under there and painted it all up. Like we're in Greece in our garden um and made this little yeah. homemade table up there and ever since we've had it corin has taken our little jack russell penny up there every day but she takes it's a little bit like the rucksack walk i think but she takes some tupperware up there with different food stuff up there and she takes herself mm. a glass of wine as well and she sits up there for yeah. about 20 minutes and did just experience it's like she calls it a picnic like penny's picnic so she got there with all these little food bits fruits and things that dogs can eat and um and I watch them up there doing it, and they just the both of them absolutely love it. They're so in the moment. And bear in mind, this is Penny that like it's like Squirrel Central in our back garden. But our little girl yeah, is yeah, yeah. just like doting, looking up at and going, Oh, what's the next thing? And she yeah. does the same thing, um, exactly the same thing, like taking the lids off the thing slowly. She'll taste a bit herself. Go, oh, that's really nice, and give a bit to 100%. Penny. It's great. Well,
1: how, how how many other times have we just sat there on our phones? You know, you miss all this stuff, mm. don't you? Of, of being. Being present, you know, mentally and physically. Um, yeah,
3: hundred percent. And 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 I find myself I I kind of oh shut up, Steve, get over it. You know, my background is all very um big hairy security dog handlers and everything's matter. everything's measurable, everything's tangible, everything's mm. evidence based and, and and this maybe isn't so evidence based on on the first impression. But um Forget about the dogs to a certain extent. How often does an adult? How often does a human get to go to that place mm. where they can just breathe out without, without you know, where it's all output. It, it's all pleasurable output, and it's not just information and 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 flashing lights and and all the other junk that goes with it. Um, and it's I like lo- no matter what the training is. And, and I think this is my, hopefully a tip for dog trainers that are listening. No matter what the session is there's going to be a benefit of recommending rucksack walks to your client. Mm. You know, it could be my dog's agra. I can't go. Ex- you can do a rucksack walk. You know, my dog's in, I've got a varmurana. My vet said not a problem. Uh, he's injured. Just leave him in a crate for eight weeks. Good luck, mate. You know, it a uh, crate rest. So any dog that's on crate rest, <laughs> that, that that's an oxymoron, but any dog that's on crate rest, um, you know, chances are rucksack walks are doable for, for mental and physical, not stimulation. I'm not into medical and, uh, I'm not into mental and physical stimulation. I think owners can take that as, as as a bum steer. It's about physical and mental release. I rarely see dogs that need more mental, more stimulation. <laughs> I need yeah. dogs that need. I see yeah. dogs that see that need attack need less, that release yeah. all of that yeah. stuff. Um, and and <laughs> as a bit of a project. I used to teach students in in a college. I used to teach animal behavior and husbandry. And they were always looking for projects and studies to do. But I got them to stop people, literally stop people in the street and say, what does the word stimulation mean to you? And it always was more arousal, fizzy, energy. I don't think most of the time we need to give our dogs more of that. We need to give them the opposite of that, a chance to release all of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I I work with – I'm lucky enough that I I work in South Africa every year, and uh, times a year it's going to get very hot. And and a lot of it is pit bulls and and those sort of high-energy dogs. Those dogs, they're they're rucksack walker pros. Mm. So there may be a section with with 10 dogs in in the one section. We have 10 rucksacks, all different colours, and if this dog had the yellow rucksack today, well, then they're going to have the blue rucksack tomorrow and the red one. So they never know. And then what – you know, other rescue centres I'm involved with – I'll go in there and I'll sneak a little, um, a packet of sweets and a little note for the dog walking volunteers. Uh, dear Jane, uh, dear Jane, Buddy wanted to say thanks for all your love. This is for you. Oh. So when they're doing a the rucksack walk and they open it, man, Jane, Jane is good for another year's volunteering. If you get <laughs> get a yeah, so it, it's it's just it's just it's just pleasant with, without without a lot of potential fallout.
0: One of the I, reasons... I, um,
1: sorry,
3: go on that. Oh,
1: sorry, sorry, I was just, just going to say, I wonder what the Cusco dogs would think of coming down to a park with, with the way that our dogs are. You might it'd be like me when I see the running group go past.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you but it's, but it's cra- and, and, you know, it's, cr- it's crazy, you know, the Cusco dogs must think our dogs are just all on space dust. It, it be, because because we and, and we get what we train. We always get what we train. And, and if we're not careful, we train our dogs to be gorgeous. So, you know, a walk is you kick down a door and it's go. And they have to gorge everything <laughs> as much as possible. Bah, bah, bah. It's supermarket sweep. And and because they know in half an hour they're back down again and they might not get another go on that conveyor belt until tomorrow. It's too long, man. So it's – if 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 that's what we do with our dogs for three or four days, that's what our dogs are going to be doing for days five, six, seven, and eight as well. Mm. Um so, yeah, just, you know, measuring things by duration rather than distance, taking our time, maybe even changing our vocabulary when we talk to owners. Mm. All of this stuff helps, I think, because um, what I find is if I, change, if, if, I, if I change my vocabulary when I'm talking to owners, towards the end of the session, they're using the words that, mm. that I want mm. them to be using. And and within two weeks you can get their pin number, clean them out. Jobs are good. One. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's there's a really good um, Karen Overall quote. It's mainly about sort of trauma recovery, um, but hmm. I think it it can apply to to basically our our culture with dogs in this country. And she says, um, if you think you're going too slow, slow down.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I yeah, find yeah, when 10... I'm out
1: when I'm out with clients, I'm like a little kid like running behind going slow down where are you get why are you rushing off on this walk yeah we have something to do here you know
3: yeah 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 and it's like you know if if you don't have if you think you don't have time for a half hour meditation you need to meditate for two hours i like that 100 percent
0: 100 percent one of the great reasons as well and probably the purpose you put it in the book i'd imagine is teaching puppy owners as well that it's not always route marches it's not always the school run it's not always you know down by the side of the m of the m1 you know so you can socialize your dog (laughs) to cars and things along those lines it's you know that, that idea of you know what a walk should look like for a puppy it's a hard thing to grasp for people I think sometimes and I think again your book goes a long way and especially that part which is why I wanted you to talk about it on the podcast really defines that it really puts it across really well and it makes it a no-brainer.
3: Yeah thank you yeah hopefully and what's really yeah there's a lot of crap with this lockdown but what's really nice is with the lockdown for me personally is I've been doing loads of zoom consultations so Every day, I, I I come up here to my woods with my phone and my, my tripod, and I do probably about four or five um, puppy consults, and so they're all one hour puppy consults, and and that's how I spend my time, and and I'm really thankful that I've got the opportunity to do that because I've not really been on the tools for quite a quite a while, um, but I but I notice I, I'm slightly. You know, they're kind of converted already because, you know, I think a lot of the time that well, I know they're booking the consults because of the book, <laughs> so they've got the book and all the rest of it. But I'm really, um, I'm really happy that owners tend to be doing that now, or the owners that I talk to. And again, you know, that's my parish, so I guess that's how it is. But but they are taking their dog. Ah, uh, you know, before all the vaccinations are done, they are driving to Tesco's and parking up in the corner and putting down the blanket and sitting on the floor with the stuff going with their dog. And exposing the dog to, and they and and they are measuring by time rather than distance. There's, I I I think um. I, I, again, if we end up thinking that our algorithm is everyone's algorithm, and and unfortunately, it's not. But certainly, the owners that I'm talking to now seem a lot more um. Uh, wise, I think, a lot more wise, measuring by quality rather than quantity, um. You know and, and i find them using words like association and they're using words like conditioning and all of that kind of stuff and and not to be a smarty pants but because that's part of their vocabulary now and and, and i think that's lovely and i think that's encouraging and um yeah, yeah viva la revolution on that side of things anyway
0: <laughs> we had one of our new oh. client forms come back the other day so it's a little form we send out for people to fill out before they work with us and and you, you know what there's a section in there like what would you like to teach your dog and quite often it's you know like sit down wait leave you know all yeah. of the, those sort of things that might that may trigger us in a certain way but I, you might be right steve because i over the last sort of like couple of like well half a year we're starting to get things back saying i just want my dog to feel safe i want our relationship to yeah. be to be good i want like those sort of like almost you know um think of the word i'm looking for but those those words that you would never normally see before like i want i want to teach my dog to leave yeah. my shoes alone i want to teach you real know, rather than these concepts let's say i guess um yeah you're right yeah just being a mate yeah yeah and that's what it is yeah. and again again that's what the book does a wonderful thing about focusing on the relationship right from the get-go it's all talking about the relationship with you and your dog the bond all of those things and i love that bit you, you actually mentioned it about not using the word stimulation in the book because again it does put you in that mindset doesn't it i need to mentally stimulate my dog and you know yeah yeah Yeah. it's fantastic if i had one complaint about the book steve um (laughs) it's uh, right at the
3: end uh too cheap if anything it's too cheap is that what you're saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) right at the end there's a passage in there where it says you've got to beware of uh beware of dog trainers that think that they're in charge of the village hall between you know six o'clock and seven o'clock <laughs> okay. yeah. wearing wearing and i quote wolf fleeces and wolf caps <laughs> now uh, I've, I've got i've got a bit of a, a bit of an obsession with number one wolf fleeces um yeah. uh, i do actually own one not that i ever wear it in fairness but i definitely uh-huh. do definitely do hang on i'll take my headphones off here Definitely got
3: a uh, a wolf. Boom! <laughs> Look at that as well, mate. If you if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. And, uh, yeah. That that puts that puts you up there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think I think uh, when I was writing that bit, yeah, uh, you know, I, I I'm just re- yeah, literally the king and queen of the village hall, yeah, I and know and you <laughs> and the hearing, you know, dog trainers who are just dictators for an hour yeah. between seven and eight on a Thursday. And, you know, thankfully nowadays they get to make decisions in Starbucks as well. But but before that, all it was where they could dictate what someone done for them um, at several levels was dog training school. Uh, so, yeah, I'm standing by it. But, you know, let's not fall out. I just I just
0: I had to laugh because I was just about literally just about to get back in the car. And you know when you when you're doing these interviews, you're hoping for that there's going to be something where you're like, ah, oh, there will be something. There's always something. Something crops up. Something. Else. And I was getting to the end of the book and I was going, oh, there's not really something. And then it was like, oh my god, it just literally described me, not being, uh, you know, not, be, <laughs> not not being a dictator in uh, in a village hall, but like it just yeah. pretty much described. I've even I've just noticed I've even got a bloody wolf on my t-shirt.
1: Yeah, you have. You've got oh, a wolf right. on your t-shirt. That's as well.
3: terrible. Yeah. That is terrible. So you are yeah.
1: a walking cliché, Steve
3: Goodall. <laughs> I know, and I bet I bet he smells a little have a cake <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have you met me well, you already have met me
1: <laughs> he wears his treat pouch even when he hasn't got his dogs with him
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing else just a treat pouch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, nothing else
0: <laughs> oh you have met me <laughs> well we'll wrap it up there mate thank you so much That's for okay. coming on yeah, thank you so that. much
1: it's been lovely to chat to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. you're well, making me want to go I and sit you.
3: outside in the woods.
1: I know, yeah. I'm jealous.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks for doing your podcast, gang. It's a good stuff. Keep, this, keep the quality. It's no, all good. Thanks. We'll give you a we'll shout. Have you when on again. Well
1: done. When the next book comes out, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you a shout.
3: All right, that's the deal. All right, brilliant. Next, Be Steve. lucky.
1: All right, take care. Take care, take care Steve. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> hey, there we go then, Mr. Steve was- Mann. That oh, was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I, anyone, I hope I didn't
1: offend him too much with my badger beard
0: comment. I'd love to be to be <laughs> so, for someone to say to me I had a badger beard. I like I sit there and I will in in the mirror in the morning. I will my grey hairs to get better <laughs> on my beard because I've got a gang of them here on the on the sort of left hand side of my face as you would be looking at me, um, and I've got uh, a, and I've got a few sporadics over here. Um, do,
1: you yeah. need, do you want them to join forces and just sort of get on with it?
0: I actively seek out stress. So <laughs> great. what,
1: Jay, The reason it happened to Jay is because he does this all the time. He rubs his face when he's thinking. What? So it kind of obviously puts some kind of stress on his follicles and they grew back white. Is that,
0: is that fact, is it? That was
1: my observation mm. and my analysis of it. So it's probably complete... But beepwood. Is that is that you know is that is that sanctioned by Philofax Fanny? Philofax <laughs> <Facts>, Fanny says <laughs> You know you, you know what I'm dick. gonna do. I've
0: just did it now. I'm gonna sit there rubbing my face now for the rest of my life. So thank thanks for that if that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so you what an incredible I mean incredible. Go out, buy the book, um yeah. tell friends that are thinking of getting a puppy to buy the book. You will yeah. do them a massive mahoosive favour. Buy it for yourself if you're a dog geek. Buy it. I mean, I, I, I I'm not joking. I wasn't blowing smoke up his bottom um, by saying that I I was giggling the whole way through it. It's really really <laughs> funny, and you get an idea about you know how funny and charming he is when you speak to him and when you listen. Yeah, to he's this, got anyway. some
1: good good anecdotes and and just nice down to earth ways of explaining things. Yeah, that makes sense. You know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, shall we move on? I think. I, I think. Hang on. I hear a. a it's
1: Greg.
2: Oh, Greg's <laughs> Greg's here. Greg's here. here. Should we let him in? Yeah, let him in. Go on then.
0: Whoa! It's the Greg Wallace moment. <laughs> Ooh. So, Greg Wallace moment. Um, this one is quite a tricky one to pick from here because there's loads of cool, cool ways uh, of in the book of uh, describing things. I already know as a dog trainer but it's the way so, so see, seeing how Steve has described it to someone that's just got a puppy there's loads of things loads of things already that I'm thinking of borrowing stealing oh um, completely yeah. I can
1: like I can imagine me borrowing and recycling uh, a lot of the, his phrases really uh, in, yeah. you know in an attempt to put things across in a, a less uh, kind of semantic way jog way exactly
0: exactly and one of those things which is the one that I did decide on in the end is the dead dog test so yes. the dead dog test is is a test that you should ask yourself whenever you are deciding on something that you want to ask your dog to do or how you want to ask your dog to do it is that fair enough to say I think I'm yeah gonna, I,
1: I think yeah if, if 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 a dead dog can do it then it's not behavior and you should reframe your your kind of training aims.
0: So how can, what can we use as an example to get this idea across?
1: So, well, the, the main kind of point he's getting at, isn't it, is to, to think about what you want the dog to do instead of what you don't want them to do. Yes. So uh, if I said, I uh, I don't want my dogs to steal from the kitchen counter.
0: I don't well, want my dogs to jump up. I don't want to yeah yeah, yeah. So, so yeah okay a dead dog can
1: achieve all of those things so. <laughs> it
0: certainly can, can yeah can. dead dog's not <laughs> going to jump up at your grandma is it <laughs> no or steal from your kitchen exactly so the idea is what do we want them to do what do we want them to do instead of that so it's, it's you know it you can you can pontificate all day long about what you don't want your dog to do and how do I stop them from doing that? But really, the way to get it right is to tell them, show them better terminology. I think um, teach them teach them uh, what to do instead. So for so Nat, then going with your um, don't steal things from the was it fridge? I can't remember what you said now. Uh, kitchen
1: counter, I think that's it. Kitchen
0: counter. So okay, so you could incorporate some management into that. So that you you make sure you tidy up so there's not things on top of your kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. You could uh management in terms of stairgates, pens, things like that, so they haven't got access to the kitchen counter. You could also, if you wanted to teach your dog that whenever they are in the kitchen, it's four paws on the floor in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. That would be showing teaching, sorry, your dog um <laughs> what to do instead of focusing on what not to do. And that's really in a nutshell you know the answer to so many problems it's not maybe as easy as that made it sound but it's that mental flip isn't it it's that
1: yeah that little
0: bit of just if you can get your head around that then dog training all dog training becomes that little bit easier a little bit clearer for the human and hopefully for the dog
1: well it's the way learning works isn't it and there's a, a, a massive um A load of research and, uh, you know, if you want to seek out more about it, then just uh, search the term DRI, which is um, Differential Reinforcement of an Incompatible Behaviour, that's what that means, Mm -hmm. or um, Incompatible Behaviour, you'll probably find some things as well. Um, But, you know, in in human learning, we're exactly the same. So, you know, some of the coping mechanisms or things that um, would help you to stop doing a behaviour you want to stop, uh a a way to do that is to replace it with a behavior that you can't do at the same time Mm. so like you know i i pick my my fingers okay it's a really bad habit uh but a lot of the advice that i've been given is to wear a wristband or something that i can fiddle with Mm
2: -hmm. instead
1: of fiddling with my fingers so you know i can't do both at the same time is the main concept mutually exclusive exactly yeah exactly
0: so what the what that's that's a kind of thing I like four paws on the floor. That's always a good one, isn't it? I um, for a lot of things. In fairness, like jumping up and you know counter surfing and things along those lines. And you can again another thing in the book. Actually, if I was going to pick another Greg Wallace moment, this was uh, there was another one. There was a lovely quote about food. Um, um, we can talk about. I'd love to get to do a whole episode on nutrition and and all of that i know that there's a book that you were talking about that at some point
1: yeah i'd really like to get linda case on
0: yeah maybe maybe if you're listening um but yeah Mm -hmm. uh, i love this quote here which is try to use a good percentage of their daily food constructively i love that because that's Mm. something i'm doing at the moment with peach a lot um and she's a big big girl so she has a lot a lot of food so it's quite nice no, it's, yeah. it's just really handy actually because you
1: got a lot of opportunity haven't you? yeah
0: exactly so in the mornings i like feed her a little bit of her of a meal in the morning because she's excited and she wants some food um and then i take the rest of it out along with some really high reward stuff mixed in with that and we head down the beach or we go to our local airfield where we'd you know where we're just like reinforcing check-ins and eye contact and stuff along those lines or playing recall games um and she loves it she absolutely loves it and it and it puts you in that mindset of using it as you know about it wanted to sound too experimental but like currency like you know i see it yeah. as you know we you i she's loving it it's food it's great like steve said it's the hot dog that's sexy not the behavior and yeah. i'm and i'm also increasing the chances of these things happening over and over again and i'm just starting to see now her making some fantastic decisions when we went out today every person that she saw she uh, apart from one actually when i was right by the car but i think that was more to do with me having me eye uh i take my eye her but every person she saw unprompted and un- it wasn't a recall anything like that she she saw a person and she turned around and looked at me and that's Yay. because i've just i've just gone like i've just gone haywire at the beginning because she was so pulley towards people just getting to a distance where she can cope and then and then you know, if person's in the in the background, I would just mark it. Her looking at a person to start with, and then mm-hmm. eventually we flip to marking it when she looks back. Now she's starting to offer it, and it's lovely. It's really nice. It's a great feeling, and I don't look like a complete plum bag being dragged down the road <laughs> by her. Well, not all the time, anyway, <laughs> and it's and it's great. Not
1: not because of your dog, anyway. No, 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 just because of all
0: my wolf attire.
1: <laughs> oh, that was really funny. I like that. But it's it,
0: you know, and and going back to what we were saying earlier on about that is what that has done is that's taken the pressure off. You know, it's um, it's 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 stopped me feeling like a fool. Um, yes. It stopped actual physical pressure on Peaches as she's pulling towards someone, and even even on a harness, you know, I don't want her pulling all over the place. Of course, I don't. Um, it stopped her getting reinforced. For getting over to the people, because a lot of people really, really like a big fluffy dog, and some people really yep. don't. But I tell you what, it's our—you know—you see—it's a different kettle of fish when you have got a dog that you, that can just pull you if they want to, you yeah, know, across yeah. the road. It's, it's very different. You know, you can you can stand still when you have got a Jack Russell trying to do it, but when it's a Newfoundland, it is—you know—it is a put your money where your oh, mouth yeah. is kind of. You're kind going.
1: Of like, you're if she wants to go in that direction, that's yeah, where you're going, going too. Exactly.
0: <laughs> So that was a really nice thing. Um, at about so that would have been my second well, I've done it. I've done two. I've done two now. Um, you know, try Yay! try to use a good percentage of their daily food constructively, because that has been constructive.
1: Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Pat on the back for you. i g I'll give
0: myself one look. There yeah. you go. Well done,
1: Steve.
0: <laughs> I Okay, gold star.
1: You do, yeah. Yay.
0: Can I write with a pen next week? Do you remember that at school? <laughs> did you ever get that at school? Yeah. Where, like you would write with a pencil and then if you did really good handwriting, they'd let you write with a pen.
1: Yeah. And I remember I was so excited. It's actually quite traumatic for me because I was so excited that I was allowed to write with a pen. I asked if I could take my pen home to show my mum and dad and then I lost it
2: oh no
0: and
1: so my dad had to come in with me because i was in such a state my dad had to come into school with me and explain that i'd lost the pen but it was like the end of the world for me i was so embarrassed and my i was worried my teacher was going to hate me i mean no one cared it was a 10p barrel pen remember the barrel handwriting pen
0: yeah i remember the barrel pens. <laughs> yeah, they were they were that. the pen of choice for schools weren't they? yeah yeah the, the pen of choice <laughs> oh, i remember i'll tell you this story slightly embarrassing but it was when i was in junior school I um, this is a double whammy. This is a complete trauma for me. So I really wanted a new pair of jeans. I was, t- I was. This was junior school, so I think this might have even been the first year of junior school. And I wanted a new pair of jeans. I'm like, I'm gonna beg my mummy, buy me a new pair of jeans, buy me a new pants. So bought me a new pair of jeans. First day at school, new pair of jeans, brilliant. They're brilliant. I don't know if you've ever had a new pair of jeans, but they're all a bit tight and everything's a bit hard yeah. to manoeuvre. Needed the toilet. Okay. Right. <laughs> Went to. Are went you to sure you want to tell toilet. this story? Went to Just, said toilet. Couldn't undo my jean buttons. That couldn't oh, get. Couldn't, no, my Steve. tiny. My tiny Steve fingers couldn't undo the buttons, and and I wet myself. And
1: I'm still stiff. You wet yourself. Oh, <laughs> you. oh, I'm so glad you shared that with all
0: of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'll sure regret that. it. I'll ponder on this <laughs> over the next months so whether I might edit that bit out. But uh <laughs> no, yeah. So no. I had uh, I I had that. Try- I you know what? I still dream about that on occasions. There you go. You? Yeah, so that's that's oh, an embedded man. thought in my head, but yeah, bless them I remember <laughs> shouting... why you
1: only you only wear pull-up shorts
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember another part of this. I remember as because my mum and dad had to come and collect me. I remember as I was walking out down the hall, just sort of like just sh- saying really loudly, so I hoped people would overhear that. I fell in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That, that old chestnut. Oh, I've sat in something wet. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: there you go. There's a little um, insight into what it was like to be a small uh, Steve. <laughs>
1: little
0: baby Steve. <laughs> so, on that note, then, let us, uh, shall we uh, move forward into a non. Uh, wet yourself anecdote <laughs> yeah
1: let's i think let's move away from the piss stained
0: <laughs> <laughs> not much changed i'll be honest
1: <laughs>
0: right okay let's go so here we are in praise of dogs our little segment where we get uh, an inspirational book um that's doggy related and read out something that's either inspirational, heartwarming, or just oh.
1: story time oh. with Steve.
0: Um, I hadn't prepared one today, and I literally picked up my book uh, today, and I, I flipped it open, and out come this straight away. So there you go. So that's there's a good. there's a little picture here that you need to. Um, uh, I'll paint a picture with no words, so you get there. So there's little Arlo, and Arlo is um, is in a rehabilitation institute because Arlo's got one of those little, you know, when you get when they can't use their back legs and they have little wheels on the. Aww, I don't know the technical little, terminology for that, but little
1: wheelie wheelies.
0: <laughs> little wheelie wheel. That is the technical term. Yeah. Wheelie wheelies.
1: <laughs> no, and he's really sure really
0: small and he's always little wheelie wheelies. Okay, so in, this one is called inspire others. So keep a little picture of Arlo in your mind there. So. <clears throat> because he hasn't allowed his own disability to impact his zest for life arlo the dachshund provides hope to the patients he visits at Dallas Rehabilitation Clinic. Found dragging himself along the side of the road, the pup with the degenerative disc disease would have been euthanized if he hadn't been adopted by Bet and Jim Baker. The couple signed Arlo up to participate in the Baylor Animal Assisted Therapy Program, and they realized that their special dog could offer a, uni- a unique kind of encouragement to patients. So there you go. There's little Arlo there Aww. with his zest for life. Just... Um, just yeah, helping out people, encouraging, pra- um, encouraging therapy in the assisted animal therapy centre. There, so that's really nice.
1: Very um, nice,
0: little Arlo. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. We should change the um, the, the, the name of that to "Dogs Are Great," shouldn't we? I think. What,
1: there the we section? go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dogs are great. Rather than in praise of dogs, let's do that. I'll make a <laughs> jingle. I'll let you okay. sing it. I'll let you sing it.
1: No, it's okay. Come oh, up with I'll a "Dogs
0: fun. Are Great" song. You can do this okay next time you see it you'll see it right um okay so well that is that then what's going on what's going on next i don't think we know next do we we're in uncharted territory
1: we are we need to we need to get emailing don't we yeah um there's there's a few names we've banded around so we'll see what they say but we've we've done a stonking job of recording a few this week haven't we yeah we've got some some in the bank we've got some in the
0: bank so i'll get i'll get to editing these and um and uh Yeah, get them out to you good people. Um, Please remember, throw us a question, throw us a like, share, review. Like,
1: subscribe, add some stars, sprinkle glitter on us. You can do whatever you want. Send send us to your mum, all those things.
0: Send us to your mum?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Send us to your mum.
1: (laughs) But, I don't yeah, know. we're,
0: we're probably out of lockdown now so yeah I'd, I'd, I'd like to go and see your mum listeners so yeah anyone i've <laughs> uh, anyone send us to anyone at the moment um yeah we might likely be out of lockdown who knows who knows but anyway it's your birthday coming up it is isn't it huh your birthday and and, and actually happily enough your birthday falls on the monday that we are allowed to go and see you I know. How cool is that, huh? I know. So um, so there's
1: there's no more excuses for me being a hermit. I mean, I I am
0: actually busy on Monday, but <laughs> 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 so who knows, Nat? Maybe the next time we record, we might be in the same room. Okay, I don't know. Could who could knows? Um, although you know, I've quite enjoyed the the remote.
1: Yeah, well i do done about stunning. enjoy. If it
0: enjoys the web. It's been fine, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it works, doesn't
0: it? It does work. It does work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So onwards. All right, mate. Onwards and upwards. I will see yeah. you later, yeah? Well,
1: thank you for listening, everybody. Bye bye, listeners. Bye bye. Bye
2: delight Ourselves divide Just like Stretches back through all time, time guided by a primal desire to simply survive, survive. You can't keep it down. our duty to persist. Resist and fight and defend till the end another's right to 'Cause yes, you can't keep me down, you know, and I can't keep you down, I know, and it